Let's begin. Let's begin. Welcome to the Three on Five podcast. My name is Matt Hoy. I am your host today, captain of the good ship SS TOF. With me, as always, is my co-host and first mate on the ship, Jerry Sotak. Jerry, how are we today? I'm doing all right. You know, making sure the staff is uh, up and running well, keeping her keeping her healthy and uh, well fed with, um, you know. Uh, Ship juice. Ship juice. Yes, that yeah. is that is the technical term for the fuel we use. Ship juice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And contrary to popular belief, our ship is not currently beached in the Suez Canal. Um, that is not our fault. It is not up to us for you to get your shipment of fake iPod Nano earbuds. I don't toilet know. Toilet paper too. It's a lot oh, of toilet paper on that barge. Oh, really? Well, that's good for the people that are stuck on the barge. That is handy. Yeah. It, or it, rather, it prevents things from having to get too handy. Yep. Oh, Which is God. what we that's, really that's need here. visual I don't need right now in my head. Need or want. Uh, that voice belongs to my other co-host, Phil Coppage. Phil, how you doing? I'm um, okay. I guess I'm second mate. Um, but, you know, Jerry keeps the ship liquidated so i guess i can't complain yeah i don't i don't think there is a second mate i think there's just the first mate and then kind of no, yeah, there's, there's a second there's a second mate. oh they... assistant to the second mate right yeah, yeah i'm assistant to the regional second mate that's right that's an office joke jerry jerry's never seen the office what's the office yeah uh well hey friends it's been a it's been a fun couple weeks in the nba we had a. Uh, we had an exciting trade deadline, which is not a sentence that often gets said. Yeah, I really thought that the because of how competitive the playoff picture was looking, like in terms of, you know, the increase with the tournament and all that, there's, you know, 20 teams looking at a real chance of making the playoffs instead of the usual, like, you know, 16 or, you know, 17 or 18. You struggling? There's, there's, there's like a, there's like several more teams that <laughs> than usual that like maybe don't want to that maybe want to try to make the playoffs. So like Jerry's a Wolves more, fan, so making the buyers, playoffs is not his expertise. More more buyers means like uh, fewer sellers. Maybe that would mean that there's less. But uh... you want to keep going, or should I cut you <laughs> off? You should have cut me off way, way <laughs> sooner. I'm a little bit like disturbed that you just let me go like that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm also filled with regret. Don't worry, I'll just edit it all out. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Thank you. You got Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Anytime. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a great trade deadline for a few teams. Uh, if you you know happen to be a Rockets or a Wolves fan, somewhat less. Did Jerry just walk away? He's just gone. <laughs> he's got to refuel. Oh, he's <laughs> he's bringing the coke. I see, drinking that ship juice. That's not a can. <clears throat> oh, he doesn't even have his headphones. Oh my god! Oh no, they're all right. They're on. They're on. They're on. Thank goodness. Thanks, Jer. Um, yeah, of course. I what was there some problem? No, nothing. Everything's good. Uh, yeah, but uh, a few teams, I think, 
we're happy. Do you guys want to just jump right in? Just start talking about the different trades and uh, kind of how we thought they shook out? Yeah, what was your favorite trade? Ooh. My my favorite trade? No, not, not you. Oh. Phil. <laughs> oh, well... <clears throat> Um, I think my favorite trade was Vooch to the Bulls. Um, for, for which team? Both, actually. Because I, I I loved what the Magic did. I, I love a team that just rips the Band-Aid off. And, um, you know, last week, Jerry, I agreed with your take that they didn't need to trade Vooch because to tank, in order to tank because they were already at the bottom of the league. And I thought they probably would have been better off keeping him, but I, I think they, I think I'll always am so entertained to see a team just really blow it up the way that they did. And for them, this is the time to do it. So I, I think they probably could have gotten, I, I was expecting maybe a little more for them for Vooch, but I think what they got was fair. I mean, they got two first round picks from, the Bulls, who may or may not end up uh, being a great team, and those picks could convey into something useful for them. And they, you know, they got a flyer on Carter, who was top. What was what was he the seventh pick a couple of years ago? And he's disappointed there, but he's you know he exactly of, you know exactly where he was selected, don't you? It was right before us, I think. Yeah, right yeah. at the I think the seventh pick. Um, but I liked him coming out of college. I thought he was going to be decent. Um, and yeah, to get that cap, that cap relief plus two picks from a, a fringe playoff team in the, in the bulls, I thought was solid. And I liked, but I liked it for the bulls too, even though Vooch is older than their core. Um, he's certainly going to help them get into the playoffs this year. So, I thought I just thought it was a fun team for both sides. Fun team for both sides, or a fun trade for both sides. You really gonna, you're going to make fun of him for phrasing. Uh, I mean, no, I, I misspoke. He was, right. he was right to call me out on it. This is this is like an abusive relationship. You see that Jerry calls him out, and Phil just defends him. No, I burnt well, the dinner. I deserved it. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, he did. Yeah, I, 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 I misspoke. It was he was right. He was uh, trying to clarify for our loyal listeners. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, Jerry, did you have a favorite trade? Uh, I think so. I think I liked the uh, the Norman Powell for Gary Trent. That is my favorite trade. This trade deadline as well. Yeah, I think that one was like really. I, I think that Gary Trent is a very good player, uh, or at least like. Pretty good player. Young, young guy about to hit like next contract. So to get a player like that for an expiring contract seems like a really good deal for the Raptors. Really like Norman Powell on the on the Blazers, even though like it's a lot of guards. Yeah. But you know, I just don't You don't care. you love the tri guard. I like the tri guard, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, the Blazers with uh, receiving Norman Powell uh, was one of the few A pluses that I handed out um, on these trades. I loved that move. I just love seeing a team try for something. 
How much are they going to have to pony up to re-sign him, though, in the offseason, do we think? Well, so he's he's scheduled to make 11, but he's got obviously got a player option. Uh, and so he'll probably demand somewhere in the vicinity of 18 to 20. Yeah. I, I think there's a good chance it goes north of 20. Yeah, it could. He's very good. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll at least ask for the contract OG got from the Raptors. Which was what, 17, 18 million? Yeah. Something around there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like a better Malik Beasley, right? So Beasley's around 15, and that was after pointing an assault rifle at a family. So, yeah, probably a little higher. Uh yeah, so those are a little bit uh, spoilery, but we'll we'll get to those trades. Let's start. Uh, let's just pound through kind of the the chuff, uh, and kind of maybe we can just mention them to say that we did our due due diligence, and then uh, we probably don't need to talk too much about it. For example, you know the Warriors sending out Brad Wanamaker cash considerations and a top fifty four protected second round pick to receive back. A top fifty-five protected second-round pick was not even aware that that happened. Honestly, yeah, I think it was it was a plan to they wanted to move Wanamaker to make a roster spot, right? Yeah, the idea is that they can sign people on the buyout market, so their whole that that spoiler alert motivated <laughs> the like Marquise Chris move as well. Yep, they just want to. Who was waived today, Marquise Chris? Was he really for so they because they signed uh, Diang today the spurs dang the spurs so they, signed jang so they waived uh marquis chris to make room for him yeah that's exciting uh yeah i don't think marquis chris is gonna play again this season i think he's out all year um so <clears throat> it's uh i'm sure he'll be like he's an nba caliber rotation player i'm sure he'll be back but uh yeah makes makes sense to free that up if you think you're gonna sign somebody um yeah, uh, other trades that didn't, I don't know, didn't move many needles. Raptors get a 2021 second for Matt Thomas going to the Jazz, which I actually thought uh, the Jazz did pretty well. I gave them a B-plus on that move because, like, you know, their second-round pick isn't going to be worth anything. And uh, Matt Thomas is theoretically a shooter. You know, maybe someday. So that's exciting. Good for the Jazz. Um, yeah, right. they made another. They made another cap clearing move. Um, didn't they make two two deals like that? There was the one to the Jazz, and then there was. I can't remember. Yeah, they sent they, they sent Terrence Davis to the Kings as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, the Raptors <laughs> are really. They don't believe in their team, but they're <laughs> they're really not willing to trade any of their uh, their older gentlemen. Kind of strange. I uh, I don't know what Masai's up to. Well, so I saw a few takes um, that like Masai was just being stupid for not trading Lowry while he had the chance and all that. But I do think it's interesting. I like. I think there might be. I was theory crafting it right. Like, even if you lose Lowry for nothing, right, <clears throat> which would be bad, but. There is still like is some uh, 
like upside for not making a deal that you feel isn't up to like what what it's worth, like what the value is of the player. Because if you trade something like that in the future, then you're perhaps more likely to uh, get the value that you want. Right. And also, Lowry's just, he won a championship there. I don't fault them for keeping a guy like that who's, especially for Masai, who kind of got killed for trading DeRozan, who, I mean, he was rightfully so. He got Kawhi and they won a title. But um, it's hard to get upset with Masai for not capitalizing on a Lowry trade when Lowry's a big part of why that team was successful and why they won a title and to keep to keep him there just for loyalty's sake I don't know if that that's necessarily the reason why they kept him but you know who else won a title with the Raptors Norman Powell yeah but I don't I mean they have they they extended OG they are paying Pascal an absurd amount. They can't pay all these guys. They gotta. Yeah. Uh, well, they have Powell's bird rights. They they can pay all these guys. Uh, but right, it, it's but not I, a championship yeah. roster. Right, and they just they just signed Van Vliet for eighty four million or whatever. So that's they gotta draw the line somewhere. I just, I just don't know what what the direction of the Raptors is. Uh, and like Terrence Davis is, you know kind of a nice player as well. Like Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas are both theoretically fairly useful basketball players. Um, I think that I haven't looked into this actually, but I think that the, the charges got dropped against Davis for hitting his girlfriend as well. It sounds like that maybe didn't happen. Um, Uh, I wasn't even aware of that. Wow. I hope I'm talking about the right guy. Uh, (laughs) I, I'm pretty sure it's Terrence Davis. And I also believe that, yeah, the charges got dropped. So, they're giving up a you know two guys who can you know shoot uh, again theoretically can shoot and uh, they're getting back second round picks for them in this year's draft. I don't know. Okay, cool. Money, well, Jerry, you, money wrote, you also pointed out that Pascal had some quote choice words for uh, Nick Nurse and was fined fifty thousand dollars. By the the Raptors, yeah, yep. He uh, he said some things. Apparently, I don't know exactly what he said, but uh, apparently, uh, I heard some people who were talking about it who had heard what he said and said that he was extremely out of line. So, and was that after the trade deadline? I think was it was it before? before? I also think it was before. So I'm I, those those moves. I mean, I was I was watching some live coverage during the deadline, and a lot of people were on uh, Twitter and ESPN were speculating. Well, the Raptors are clearly uh, these moves for second round picks are precursors to a bigger trade, and there's no way Lowry doesn't get moved. But it could maybe it's just that they're making they're laying the groundwork for moves this summer. Yeah, it could which could be the case. I mean, it does sound like there was a very real chance that Lowry got moved. It's just that everybody was lowballing. Yeah, sure. Offers. Well, I don't even know that it was lowballing. I think the I think Masai was just not going to trade. Uh, 
as Zach Lowe continues to say, like says every time he's mentioned the greatest player in Toronto Raptors history, he's not uh, going to trade him for anything less than uh that's a bold. Uh, is that really Zach Lowe's position on Kyle Lowry? I, I heard him say that at least four or five times in the last Hot two fudge. I, I don't know if he said the greatest player or the greatest Raptor. You know, the greatest player in Raptors franchise history is what he said. That's okay. a bold take. So, like, Kawhi Leonard is definitely better. Yep. But, but, but I think could, he meant... make I, the argument that, like... Kawhi was just like a rental mercenary, right? That's I think that's I think that's the the essence of what he was saying. Yeah, but Kyle Lowry had like nine seasons to do it, and Kawhi had one. Jerry, are you flicking around a bottle cap? Look, I (laughs) my god. (laughs) So so here's the thing, right? I was I it was the opening the bottle was not as satisfying. The hiss that I was going for, so I had to find another way to make an annoying sound. All right. right, I appreciate the candor. Can we put the bottle cap away? I think what he said about Kyle is true, though. I th- the, from his meaning is just that he's he's Mr. He's been Raptor. There the, he's he's been there the longest. He's been loyal. He's he won a title. He's he's their franchise guy. Kawhi was just there for a season. So I I mean he's you know obviously Kawhi is probably going to is a better player overall, but he, he Lowry is more of a raptor than than Kawhi ever was. Sure, sure. That's what he meant. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's he's more Kawhi. like Udonis Haslam is not the fourth greatest Miami right. Heat player in the, But like, that's an unfair comparison. Lowry's way better than Udonis Haslam. I don't know, man. UD back in the day. No, I, of course Kyle Lowry's better than yeah. Udonis Haslam. No, uh, and I liked Haslam. I'm not trying to throw shade on him, but I'm just saying I just think um Masai was was only going to trade him if he was going to pull a Danny Ainge and fleece the other team. And Miami didn't want to do that and uh the the Lakers I kept, the Lakers were the fact that they the holdout was they didn't want to trade Talon Horton Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> um was kind of surprising to me. And I was kind of shocked too that the Sixers seemed to be willing to give up the first Tyrese Maxey and a couple of other pieces, but um, the holdout was they didn't want to give up Tybal, and that's why they didn't. He didn't end up a Sixer. Man, so, people people rate Kyle Lowry more highly than I do. I guess he's he's a great player. He's just he's at the end of his career, and I don't know rightfully so i wouldn't want to give up i know you don't you're not a tyler hero fan but i can't fault the sixers for not I, wanting to give up maxi or I, the heat for wanting to give up i would not hero. give up well no but the sixers were willing to give up maxi that's what i'm saying or sorry i meant Shocking. sorry i meant tybal yeah yeah no i i don't think that you should give up tyler hero for kyle lowry i think you should give up tyler hero for john collins but i'm kind of shocked they didn't do that sixers deal though yeah, yeah, that's that's insane from the Raptors' perspective. A, a, a maxi and a first round pick yeah, seems that's like quite way tall. way more than. And they be they did a good job of stuck on Mar- Martise Thibel, who like might not even be an NBA basketball yeah. player. And they they did a nice job of pivoting to George Hill for a couple second round picks. Who he's less we'll... less impactful than Lowry. But it's not. But he'll he's he he can still help them in the in a playoff run for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a nice move. Uh, it's it's not egregiously less 
uh, I can't believe they offered Maxi and a first. And yeah, that the Raptors said no. Yeah. I, I, I was assuming that they were getting a lot, like they were getting junk offers. Yeah, that is got, that is not a low ball. I think it was Maxie, it, it had to have been Danny Green plus a couple of other pieces. So maybe they had to. I, I don't know, but because Lowry makes about thirty million or something like that, so the money would have been tricky. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, hoof. Oof. Uh, the Raptors wound up just sending out some, you know, young rotation guys and getting back second round picks and and Norman Powell and then giving up Norman Powell for two years of Rodney Hood and uh, Gary second Trent year non guaranteed too. So, oh, is it really not guaranteed? I think it's part or partially guaranteed. Okay, interesting. Shedding that money. Yeah, don't want to pay money for a bad NBA roster. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, we. We actually had, like, yeah, unless you're the Wolves. We actually had an interesting trade. Uh, the Kings get DeLon Wright. The Pistons get two seconds in 2024. And Corey Joseph. Uh, yeah. I actually, I actually liked this trade. I thought this was a nice little uh, nice little trade. Jerry, you're, you're a DeLon Wright guy, aren't you? I see you blinking frantically, which means something. <clears throat> Uh, my sorry, I had an itchy eye. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Dillon Wright is a little underrated. Um, he's like a maybe the twenty seventh best point guard in the league. <laughs> hey, you're, that means he's a starter somewhere. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was starting in a uh, in Detroit for a little while there. He uh, gave you know he, he gives you. Uh, a little bit in every of everything, right? He's a, an okay shooter. He gives he can give you like 14, 15 points a game. A little bit more if he like stretches himself. Yeah. Gives you like six assists, like four or five rebounds. I just He's, think it makes sense for Sacramento to uh, give up a bunch of second round picks to go get a point guard. You know, like they're they're just they don't have they a just, very good one. That's <laughs> true. I don't I I don't get it. Um, <laughs> They and they didn't just draft one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense to me. No, I I uh I wasn't crazy about this move from the Kings perspective, but like the Pistons. How many got... years on Delon or on Delight's Delon Wright's deal, I guess? I actually don't know. Um let me look it up. I think he's got one more a year after this, but clickety clackety. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's all good. I I need to get a sound effect board uh, to like play over it whenever we look. Yeah, he has. He's he's due one more year, but it's descending, so he's owed five and a half million, or sorry, eight and a half million next year. Not a bad deal for him. No, no, it's it's a fine deal for him. It's just weird on that team. Uh, but I I love this from the Pistons' perspective. Uh, they got two seconds. And, like, Corey Joseph's not that much worse than DeLon Wright. Right, and he's probably a better um, fit as a backup to the guys, that the young point guards they have that they want to give a shot to, like I mean, the, Hayes. Yeah, the Pistons, I don't know that, you know, the next time the Pistons are relevant, any single player who's on their team right now will still be on their team. Uh, but, hey. You know, you get off some salary, you get like two second round picks for it, which this was a really common thing. Lots of people were giving up two second round picks for players. And uh, 
Yeah, Delon Wright wasn't the most egregious one. Now, so, didn't what did um did Detroit give up anything major to get him in the offseason? Because didn't they they traded for him? So they from they, Dallas. Yeah, they they signed Plumlee. They got a bunch of guys that like I like sort of low key think are like you know like the twenty seventh best whatever for this position. <laughs> but I'm wondering, did they get <laughs> did they Plumlee. Did they give? A, I know they gave James Johnson went to Dallas, but I don't know if they had to give up anything significant to get him. So I'm wondering if this was like a uh, yeah. I mean, they gave up. That was the trade even. where they gave up Ariza, right? Or is that a different? Uh, is that a different I'm trade? Trying to trying to look it up now. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the one where they gave up Ariza. Anyway. I mean, it's a nice it's a nice return. They got something for it, which uh that's pretty exciting. Uh moving along, we got some other, you know, we already mentioned the Terrence Davis for a second round pick. Uh this is where we start getting into uh the territory of like folks who actually kind of exist as NBA basketball players. Uh So the Hawks and the Clippers had an interesting trade that uh I was I was a little confused by so the Clippers get Rajon Rondo and the Hawks get Lou Williams who is I don't think he's announced his retirement yet but he previously did say that if he goes to any other team than the Clippers he's retiring so he's going to be done uh and then two second round picks and cash so there's another one of those two second round pick deals, uh, and they they got it for Rajon Rondo, who isn't playing and hasn't played much because he's been hurt, and also when he's been out there has not looked very good. So I actually gave the Hawks an A on this trade. Like I I thought that was a haul for. Rajon well, you were Rondo. not. You did not feel that way before you heard about the picks, though. No, when it was just Lou Will for Rajon Rondo, I was like, what on earth are the Hawks doing? Uh, but then Phil kindly informed me that there were picks involved, and my, my tone changed. Yeah, that screamed, to me that screamed that the, uh, the Clippers were just like, we need to get this guy off the team. He, he's upset, and he's it, we're worried it's going to affect things going forward, so... Either that, or the the Clippers really are just like we need to be the Lakers from last year. What was the what was the secret sauce? What was the sauce? Yeah, yeah. Rajon Rondo. So, from the Clippers' perspective, I I actually see it a little bit more than just that. It's, Lou Williams is a great player, or a pretty good player anyway. But like he can become unplayable in the playoffs, and has many yeah. times. <clears throat> right. Um. Whereas Rajon Rondo sort of does the opposite during the regular season. He's like, he's playoff Rondo. He's maybe not even in your rotation, but then like in the playoffs, playoff Rondo is sort of a thing that like, I don't really believe is a thing, but like, you know, has some track record. So they're like, uh, they're like, they're like dark reflections of each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what I what I kind of thought was happening here is the Clippers just believe in uh, the you know the need to like multiply negative one by positive one. So you take playoff P, playoff Paul George, 
and then you multiply it by playoff rondo and you get like a neutral result um and then i i wanted to call steve balmer and explain that that's not how multiplying by a negative number works but i don't have steve balmer's phone number anymore we had a bit of a falling out see i i think it's you're getting closer to the playoffs you need ball handling anyway right people keep saying this I, well that's I, what hold on hold on <laughs> i know that you don't you don't agree but everybody else thinks they need ball handling including them apparently hey hey jer bear nope remind me no nope. what was what was nope. their offensive rating in the league nope. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. How many right points now. per game do they score? They, they are like the second best offense in the league. The right? sec- okay. second best in offensive rating, uh, and then most points per game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Clippers. Okay. But My yeah, point they, is, they really the, need the help on offense. On, the narrative is that they need more ball handlers. Yeah. And Rajon Rondo is a ball handler, and since you're most of the way through the season now, uh, you've gotten. You, you like you've gotten a, a bunch of juice out of a uh, bunch of ship juice, yeah. Yep, out of uh, Lou Williams already, who's best during the regular season, and now you've swapped him out for a player that is bad during the regular season, but good during the playoffs. You so also like, gave up like your two last draft picks for the next seven years to do this. <laughs> well, they were like what second rounders, though, right? They are, but they don't have first rounders. <laughs> Yeah, they do. No, I I know that they uh they do control uh what three of their next yeah their next six. Good, amazing. Yeah, you can trade like one of those during the draft or off season or something. Get nothing. Yeah, it's gonna yeah be good. exactly. Uh, my point is they want to win the title. So what did you grade this trade? I said C. Okay. What, how about for, how about for the Hawks? Uh, much higher than a C. You get Lou Williams, who's like a comparable player in terms of like. Well, he Lou Williams is never going to play a game for the Hawks, is he? Uh, I mean, it depends how good. Well, isn't he from? He's from Georgia, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like I think it. There's a chance. I'll bet he plays. Uh. It depends on how good, like, the strip clubs are in Atlanta. Well, the the most famous one that Lou Williams attends is in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I, perfect. I don't, I'll bet he stays on board then. I also don't think he's old enough to just, um, you know, rage quit. Because he, he could get paid another contract if he does halfway decent for the Hawks this year. Man, if Lou Will also up. plays, this is such a steal from the Hawks. So, yeah, yeah, and they signed Rondo for an, in free agency, so they just yep. Rondo got two play, seconds for Rondo playing like less than 15 minutes a game. For Rondo him. hasn't played much this year. Yeah, it, it seems like a great great deal for the Hawks. Oh, yeah. You get, you get picks and... And cash. Get that cash. money. And you also get a player that honestly, I get that you know playoff rondo is like maybe a thing, but <laughs> I think that Lou Williams is a better player than he is at this point in their careers. So I don't know; it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, like I could talk myself into it if like I was really, really invested in the narrative that I need ball handlers and players that can play in the playoffs for the Clippers. Yeah, but it seems like a pretty lopsided deal in favor of the Hawks. 
I, I guess maybe that being the, said, I don't think it really matters. It's I guess maybe a, the fear is that the Clippers last season during their collapse just like found themselves running isolation sets over and over and over again, and they don't want that to happen in the playoffs this year. So theoretically, you go get Rajon Rondo. I don't know. I think it's a terrible move. I gave them a D plus, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that in the playoffs, Doe looks great. This is a smart move. That'd be neat. Clippers fans could use a win. Uh, next up for uh, retread dudes, uh, we got a trade between the Pelicans and the Mavs. Pelicans, oh, yeah. uh, Pelicans get James Johnson. They get Wes Iwundu. They get a second round pick this year, and they get some cash. Mavs get uh, Nico Melli. And they get J.J. Redick. Redick's been shooting better since a really bad start to the season. I think it's a pretty good move for the for the Mavs. Uh, yeah, until his injury. Uh, yeah, there was that report that the Mavs, from Mark Stein, that the Mavs didn't really do a thorough medical evaluation on him and realized he's going to be hurt and out for a while. Oh, God, I didn't even hear this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> never mind. I still think it's fine. Like they don't. They yeah, don't I, him right I now. do too. They'll, 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 he'll be helpful for them in the playoffs. But Redick yeah. is also uh, so good as a pick and roll ball handler. Like this is this is one of the things that he's always done really really well in the NBA. And uh, I don't know how much uh, Mavs basketball gets watched by our loyal listeners, but. Uh, yeah, a pick-and-roll ball handler might be very handy to spell Luca occasionally. Uh, also worth noting, uh, the Mavs um, no longer have Seth Curry on their team for for, for some reason. And uh, J.J. Redick is... This is... Is this another one of those topics that we've touched on? Like, too many I don't think I don't think we've embargoed this discussion yet. He's, this is not on the list with Miles Turner and Danny Ainge. But yeah. Uh, oh, man. We have to consider it. We're lifting both of those embargoes this episode, yeah. by the way. We uh, have to. It's it's mandatory. It is, yeah. It's Speaking of the uh, the Mavericks, um, did you guys see what uh, Luca is shooting from three this season? Uh, 39%. No, it's not that good. Oh, okay. It's just a hair under 37 Nice. Good for Luca. I, I I don't believe in his capacity as a shooter, but I again I hope I'm wrong. He's 22. I'd love it if he was the next goat candidate. Well, the first like couple weeks he was at he was in the tw- like 20s, I think. I'd yeah, love. it was it was ugly, but yeah, he'll be fine. Yep, he'll he's 22. He's really good. Uh, yeah, I I gave uh. I gave the Mavs a B minus on this just because like Reddick's hurt and uh you know that <laughs> he just might not play for them this season and like if you felt the need to do this just why didn't you just keep Seth Curry but don't want to you know harp on that too much and uh, I give the Pelicans a C plus here cuz like yeah they're making some moves Reddick wasn't doing anything for him Melly wasn't doing it. and they got like a second but what the hell are the Pelicans doing? Yeah, they honestly, don't need they don't need another second. Honestly, a C plus seems high to me. Uh, this just seems like not a 
great trade, and from my perspective. For so they they give up nothing, and they get back like a minor asset. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess I just don't. I, I feel like JJ Redick is more than nothing, or at least he should be worth more than nothing. Yeah, or, if, he, if he plays. Yeah. And are we factoring in a non-Lonzo trade into this grade? No, I I've, I tried to keep my grades for the individual trades separate from my grades for the team. Because gotcha. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. I think they probably. I think I like Lonzo's fit with um, Zion. I agree, but I'd be interested to hear what what packages were on the table for him. Because if they're not willing to pay him this offseason, <laughs> there's a chance he's going to walk for nothing. That'd it's, be it's gonna, that'd be silly yeah. if that happens. I, I took this as meaning they're committed to him, but we'll yeah. see. Could could be uh, could be not correct. Uh, next up, we got a contender making moves. The Denver Nuggets... Uh, sending out Isaiah Hartenstein, who is like one of the smorgasbord of backup centers that have been trying to spell Jokic. Uh, they also send out uh, two second rounders. Like I said, that's a theme this year. Everybody's sending two second rounders for players. Uh, and they get back JaVale McGee, uh, who is, I think, at this point, completely rehabbed his image in the NBA. And That's back different... with the Nuggets. He's back he... back home. Yeah. I, I thought this was a solid move for Denver. I, I, I don't mind this. Yeah, I gave it a B plus. Um, and good for the Cavs, too, to get two second rounders for a guy they signed in the offseason. Um, yeah, McGee will help them. Uh, it's, you know, this isn't a game changer, but a solid... Solid acquisition for their depth. I I think it might be a bit of a game changer because like Hartenstein was not getting it done. Bull Bull is you know, yeah the great well, no. go the, on the go greatest on. meme in the history of the NBA, and I really do more, hope that he becomes great someday. Better more better than Taco Fall. You think that he's a better meme? Than I think Bull Bull is a better meme than Taco Fall. Well, that's all right. That, his that's name's his name's Bull Bull. <laughs> all right, but. The other guy's name is Taco. Yeah. Well, it's Taco. Everybody calls him Taco. Yeah, but it had it had there been no K, I'd have been on board with on board with you. And like we've had, like Raheem Christmas was a player. You That's know, true. We, this guy, this guy's but, dad, like, this guy's Taco dad was so obsessed with his last name that he made it his son's first name and last name and last name. But. Taco Ball is also like seven foot eight or something like that, right? Taco Fall? I think he's seven Taco. six. Okay. Just saying, like memes, the meme is real. Yeah, Taco. but Bull Bull shoots like forty percent from through Okay. We we can have the Taco Fall Bull Bull smackdown another day. My my only point is like the Nuggets needed a legitimate backup center. And they gave up very little of value. You know, a little bit of draft capital, but They've got plenty, uh, and they got a guy who's going to be a legitimate backup center for them. So. And I, I've always loved Millsap, but 
I think if you give some of those Millsap minutes to McGee, they're better off defensively. Oh, interesting. A McGee-Jokic front court could be pretty wacky. <laughs> it could, but I think, I mean, you know, Jokic doesn't need to play in the post. You yeah, could, yeah. You could, I think it could work. But I mean, if you're up against, like, Drummond uh, Davis... I think you might be able to do some run with that, right? Man, yeah. I don't know how much I would trust trust McGee on Anthony. Yeah, Davis, that does but... not that does not inspire confidence in my my estimation. We'll we'll get it just, to the well, it gives, thing. it gives them another uh, veteran look. I like the move. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Uh, the Nuggets got what they needed there, um, and this was not even the most interesting trade that the Nuggets made. Oh, yeah, here we go. Teaser, teaser. Uh, we're not going to get there just yet. Next okay. up, uh, we have what I think, I hope we all agree, was a really nice move from the Miami Heat. They send out Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. They get back Nemanja Bialica. Yeah, yeah and especially, especially good. Big shots. Especially important considering they uh, lost Olenek. So I think he's a solid replacement for him. Hey Phil, um, I don't have to give up too much. Hey Phil, yeah. Do you know who had the highest net rating when paired with Jimmy Butler the year that he was on the Timberwolves? Bielitsa. Nemanja Bielitsa. Yeah. Uh, I like this move a lot. I gave the Heat a B plus uh, for this puppy. I think this was a really nice move uh giving up on silva's a bit of a bummer because he's shown flashes um but he's nowhere near as productive as nemanja bielitsa the real mystery for this trade for me was the kings what what are they doing bielitsa wasn't even in their rotation i'm just i'm just wondering what the point of any of their trade is yeah Yeah, they're they're rearranging the the chair like the chairs on the on the titanic man yeah but like, Bielitsa was an expiring contract. Like, it just doesn't... It makes no sense to me. Well, I... You know... Like, I've is, always is Chris liked Silva the future? No, but I've always liked Harkless. He, I don't know. He didn't get any playing time with the Heat, but... I, I think Hark, Harkless is, was solid for the Knicks when we got him in the Marcus Morris trade. I mean, he's... He's, he's not going to... He's not a game changer for you. But He's a small forward who can't shoot and defends pretty badly. He can sh- he can shoot a little bit. I don't. He's not te- he's not terrible. What's his career? At least he wasn't with the Knicks. What's his career three point percentage? Do you know off the top of your head? I I have it. In, I I, I, might I do not know Mo Harkless's three point <laughs> career off the top of my head. No, right. I just know when he played for the Knicks for half a season, he wasn't. There. I'm gonna look it up. Give me a minute. All right. Uh. So career three point percentage for Mo Harkless is thirty two point six, which okay. is uh, atrocious. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not a believer in Mo Harkless. Uh, like as as a rotation guy in the regular season, sure. But like again, what are the Kings doing? I don't understand. I don't understand the point. Yeah, to not get, especially with all these second round picks flying around. But maybe they just like Silva from there. They see Harkless as a 
not such a downgrade from Bielitsa that they're willing to do that to get Silva? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Maybe this is just, like, secretly a Chris Silva deal, but... Man, Chris Silva has not looked like a guy who you, you know, really chase. Uh, I mean, so, like, Bielitsa probably wasn't going to be on the team. Yeah. Uh past the season anyway right i'm I'm just saying like why would you why would you bring any of these guys on to your team ozzy like isn't it jerry, jerry has a cat attacking his camera right now and the cat's name is ozzy uh yeah I, I don't know i don't get it from the king's perspective i don't know what this does for them i gave him a c minus because like yeah bielitsa isn't i think he's only playing like 16 minutes when he does play he hasn't played very well for them, but like, what, why? I, I, has Chris Silva ever scored more than like eight points in a game? I, I don't know. Well, he's probably barely played for them at all. I mean, yeah, he has not played a lot. It's true. Uh, in any case, I like this move for the Heat a lot. The Kings, I don't understand what the point is uh next up we've got a knicks trade uh so phil get hyped yeah uh it's not actually a knicks trade but the knicks were involved in it uh so this is a three-team trade knicks 76ers thunders thunders yeah the oklahoma city thunders uh the knicks receive uh emir prelzik who is 33 <laughs> I've I've never heard of I this person. Oh, I don't know. I don't. That's not what I'm aware of. Uh, are you sure that's correct? I thought so. I thought we got Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, Poirier, yeah, and, and two second rounders. No, we didn't get two. We only got one, I think, from the for the George season. Hill trade. Uh-oh. Yeah, was my source wrong? The what the one I'm looking at says we gave up Austin Rivers to the Thunder. We gave up Brazdikas to the Sixers, and we got back Terrence Ferguson, Poirier, a 2021 second from the 76ers. Uh, no, you, you guys, you guys got uh, two second rounders. So, yep, I, I had the trade correct. So you've got oh, okay. Poirier, uh, Poirier, Ferguson, a 2021 oh. second, and a 2024 second, and then also Emir Preldzik. Uh, oh, okay. Which, uh, Good for I, us. Has he, I don't think he's ever played a minute in the NBA. Uh, so that's well, exciting. Does that trade say we got Ferguson? Because we... Terrence Ferguson is in the deal, and we've already yep. waived both of those guys. Yep. Uh, Ferguson, Poirier, uh, Preldzik, and then two seconds. Go to the Knicks as part of this trade. Fun. Uh, uh, yep, exciting. Uh, I believe the only thing you sent out was uh, Ignas Brazdakis uh, and, and Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Ignas, I, I checked this out because I've watched... A number of Knicks games, and I don't remember ever seeing him play. He's played 60 minutes in the last two seasons. Yeah, he was mostly in the G League last year, and I'm kind of bummed we moved him, but I think he's he was never going to see the light of day anyway. So yeah, uh, but I liked him. He's he's 
he's got sort of a, an old school uh, slasher game that I is fun to watch, but he's got spunk. I, he's, he's not terribly effective. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but he's a he's a beast in the G League. He's I mean, he's a he's nothing an absolute burger. monster, right? Yeah. We can all agree that he's. But he's also uh, he's he's good friends with RJ from their uh, Team Canada days. Mm. So sure, uh, the Thunder receive two second round picks, Austin Rivers and Tony Bradley. And uh, well, Bradley's been quietly as their third string center has had some solid moments for them this season when Embiid's been hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Bradley's been fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, your 76ers get Ignas Brazdakis and George Hill. Yeah. So I believe Philadelphia sends out in total four second round picks Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, the rights to Emir Preldzik, who again is 33 and has never played in the NBA before. <laughs> I thought Ferguson was on the Thunder. No, he was I he was on the Thunder last year, but this they traded him to the Sixers. So he's been on the Sixers this season, but he was not playing at all. I'm pretty sure. I was confused about that too. You are correct. Yep. Uh and they get back uh Ignas Bredzakis, uh, who gives a shit. But they get back George Hill. Oh, don't smear him. He's great. I'm He's not great. smearing him. I'm just saying who who cares about him. The He's answer's Phil Coppage. He's a dog. He's you know he's he's the guy kind of guy you want your he's the kind of guy you want in your foxhole you know. What <laughs> I mean? Oh, excuse me. Um, sorry. Uh, should we have like a bell that goes off whenever somebody says a cliche? Well, get get it ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this a lot from the 76ers. Four second rounders kind of stinks, but they had a bunch of them already kind of stockpiled and uh they get a point guard who's pretty good they have too many seconds too they if you look at their uh cache yeah. of picks they yeah they can't of them. they can't sign enough of the guys who they're going to draft yeah. with their picks which the thunder are just like sign me up for that problem uh well but uh, bobby marks tweeted out now that they have they have 37 total picks over the next Seven years. Oh, I thought it was thirty-four. I thought it was seventeen and seventeen. Well, it's it's something absurd. Yeah, like they it's, it's insane. they don't have enough roster spots to make all these picks. Like yep. at some point, at some point, they're just we're going to have to keep an eye on this, and it's going to be fun. But yeah. they're going to have to give up extra picks just so that they don't have to like waste them. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. They should give out. They should be like, "Hey, pay, uh, Indiana, here's three first round picks and three second round picks. Give us Miles Turner." And Indiana will go. I mean, I can't I say no to that. <laughs> That's a lot of picks. Yeah. Uh, the fit between Miles Turner and Sabonis is a little weird. I, I'll, I'll can I get four first round picks and then? Okay, so he says, "Yeah, sure." Well, you know what? We'll we'll give you th- we'll give you three firsts and five seconds. How about that? And, and then like, they go, okay. I mean, all right, if you're going to twist my arm about it. And then 
then they call up Atlanta and they're like, hey, I hear that you don't want to pay John Collins. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Atlanta's like, I mean, we're feeling a little bit better about it. How about we give you six first round picks for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Atlanta like goes, what? What? <laughs> well, that team yeah. should then go, can we have eight? And they'll be like, just hold on. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> And then after you make those two trades, you still have more first-round picks than any other team except the Pelicans. And right. the two with whom you just traded. Right. Uh, I don't I don't know that I agree that trading six first-round picks for John Collins would be I, no, wise. No, but, I was, uh, that, was, that was a joke. Well, yeah, yeah. if they're Lakers and Heat picks or right. Clippers picks, I mean, maybe it is. Yeah, I trading picks that are like six years in the future just... I don't yeah. know. Hang on. No, I, I, w- I wouldn't trade the Rockets picks, and I probably wouldn't trade Heat picks if they're six years in the future. But like, oh man, a lot those, of their... those Rockets picks. Ooh. Yeah, those those should be a non-starter. Those are not on the table for. Them. But a lot of the picks are like not like yeah, you can yeah. trade like maybe one of those and like three other ones that you get from like the Lakers or the Clippers or whatever. And like, is that really going to hurt you to see? four or five of those go out i I don't think so yeah i i don't think that they should do i don't think they should do the danny ainge thing where you're just a dragon and you like (laughs) sit on your horde yeah i think what they're going to do is what they did at the last draft which is just overwhelm a team with um excessive picks in the later first round and second round to move up to get uh no no chest what's his name puchevsky yeah pokashevsky yeah the only the only downside to making moves like that is like you're gonna win more games and your picks are gonna be worth not as much but like i you've got you have to you can't you can't draft eight guys every year right and you've you've already got shea you've got yeah, the Houston picks coming in probably. You're if you're you resting Al Horford. He's going to be nice and charged for uh, next year. Yeah, yeah, you do have that. Uh, my point, like my point is, you when you have that much ammunition, you have to use it. Otherwise, it just wastes away. Yep, I'm with you. They need, like, they need to do something. But like on, but like the other thing is like it. It's the it's more valuable for the teams that don't have it. So, like, what does it matter if you give up four picks when you have 12 more or 13 more after that? But the four picks that the other team is getting is, like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of picks. And if you, like, if you go, f- like, pick off, you know, players that people are nervous about paying or, you know, that they're, like, aren't sure about the fit, like, what is the downside? I think they're just going to end up trading their second round picks for cash. I think that's all that's going to happen. Well, that's dumb. It's going to be dumb. That's yeah. Really boring. I, I hope they do something. I don't know that they will. I, I doubt that they will. Uh, but we'll see. It, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I don't. I gave the 76ers an A for this. I gave the Knicks an A minus, and I gave the Thunder a, a C because I I don't think two more second round picks moves any needles. Uh, I gave the Knicks a C minus just because of my Brasdikas crush. But you gave the Knicks a C minus. They got two yeah. seconds for nothing. Well, I have. I've still. I still only see this report that we're getting one, and I was not aware we're getting the uh, immortal thirty-three-year-old whose name I can't pronounce. Yeah, Preldzik. Yeah. 
So I that you know that might bump it up to a C plus. All right. Yeah. The other thing to note too is they give up um, Rivers, who wasn't playing for us, but was waived, and it sounds like he's signing with the Bucks, <laughs> which could be fun for the Bucks. Who knows? I love the Thunder. They just want to play Lugensdort. Dort. They want to pay Lugensdort Dort as much money as they can because they know that his contract's unfair. So, like, we're just not going to sign any other players. We'll pay the minimum <laughs> amount of salary to him. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> Here's well, they, they also they shut bucks. down they shut down Horford for the rest of the year yep. and probably the rest of his contract until they can figure out what to do with him. Could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, going to be fun. All right, now we're getting into the uh, the juicy stuff. So. Uh, this is another three-team deal. I gave out two A's and an F for this one, uh, which feels good. So uh, let's start with the Bulls. We'll go alphabetically. The Bulls send out Luke Cornett, Daniel Gafford, and Chandler Hutchinson. They get back Javante Green and Daniel Tice. Pretty the, good. The Celtics... Uh, send out those two guys. They get back Luke Cornett, Mo Wagner, and Cash. And then the Wizards, who have sent out only Mo Wagner, get Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. So, I, I, I'm I going to admit something here. I don't know most of these names. Okay. I've, I like Luke Cornett. He was a Nick. Once a Nick, always a Nick. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's I think Luke Cornett is uh, not good. Um, He's shooting 70, 67% from three for the Boston Celtics so far. Incredible. In, uh, in one in game? He, yeah, he shot three threes and made two of them. Good for him. Like pretty, pretty good. <laughs> good for Luke. So, uh, greatest like three-point shooter in history. <laughs> yeah, smooth sailing from here for Luke yep. Cornett. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is how I break this trade down in my brain. Uh, I think Daniel Gafford is really talented. I think he might become a stud. Uh, and the Wizards are getting him when he's still young. He's still under their control. Uh, that's great. Uh, really think it's a nice move for the Wizards because I think they're terrible and they need more young, talented guys. The Bulls get the best player in this trade in Daniel Tice, who uh, represented like a logjam of decent big men that the Celtics have. The Celtics give up the best big man, and then they bring back two useless players and cash, uh, which I assume they're doing just because they want to free up space for Robert Williams once Tristan Thompson is, like, ready to rock for 30 minutes a game. But, uh, yeah, it made no sense to me to give up Thies or Tice or whatever. Yeah, just an oh. absolute F, from my opinion. Yeah, Tice is on an expiring, but yeah. So yeah, I'm confounded <laughs> by that because I thought maybe there was. Uh, you guys were correct in uh, disputing me on this, but I thought maybe there was a chance they thought they might be getting Drummond in the buyout market. Like yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't <clears throat> think of a reason why they would just shed Tice for Wagner, and stay. You know the. the doesn't seem to be the case. So yeah, that's lost some center depth, which is the one thing they kind of need in a playoff run against Embiid or Bam. It's so weird, dude. Like Luke Cornett uh, does not have. He, so Luke Cornett is seven two, 
I'm pretty sure he's a very he's a very big man. He's not that big. He's like I'm pretty sure he's seven two. He's not. He's definitely not seven two. Luke Cornett height. Luke Cornett. Uh, in college, he was seven one. <laughs> That's not. There's no way he's seven one. He's there's s- no way he is seven two. There's no way he's, he's seven, two. seven foot two. I'm that's telling how, you, that's right how now, tall that he is. A, that is a lie. The NBA can't lie about player heights anymore. You are. You need to check your sources. I've, I've double checked my sources. I've I've checked watched mo- him play. He is not. <laughs> he is two inches shorter than Chris Dexport's. My Chris. eyes, my eyes are right. Your your no numbers way. are wrong. There's There'll no never way. be Luke another Burnett. Larry Bird. Seven foot two. That is a lie. Luke Cornett is empirically seven two. Phil, I, I, we're we're not going to get hung up on this. Luke Cornett is not the point of my life. The point that I'm trying to bring up is Luke Cornett is a seven foot two tall human being playing in the NBA, and he has a sub forty percent field goal percentage for his career. It's not, he's not super good. He's awful. He stinks. Underrated. Underrated, but over. He, he, he and Ignas Brasdakis are gonna get. <laughs> your sticking point. My goodness. All right. Uh, anyway, I guess we had it. We had him in his in his uh, when he was twenty two. So I guess maybe he had a growth spurt. But I do not remember him being seven foot two. Yep. Are either of you guys familiar at all with uh, YouTube personality, a funky diabetic? Yeah, I've uh, I've heard a couple. You've sent me a couple of his things. I, I don't recall sending you a couple of his things, but I'll believe you. Uh, he uh, he was on a tangent the other day about uh, or when the Lakers signed um, Drummond. Drummond. He was he was saying that uh, the he he was reporting that the the Celtics were very close to signing Drummond. Um, they when they just barely weren't able to get him. The classic Danny Ainge, yep. Yep. Uh, and he also went on to say that he was pretty okay with it because he thought Drummond was overrated and bad at defense uh, and pouted a lot when he didn't get his way, and that they were going to get uh, Gorgie Jang anyway, who's a you know a better player. He'll do what he's told and know his role and won't like buck the trend. And I was like. I'm going to use this. This is a hot take. <laughs> I'm going to use a funky this diabetic. as good meat for to feed the Matt Hoy. I don't think I need to explain why that's insane. I think that's pretty on its face insane. And he also was wrong. They didn't sign Gorgie Jang. That's that's the that that was the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah just astounding. I, oh. That's why I was like surprised that the is he a Boston he fan? Signed, yeah, he's a Boston. God, I dude, Celtics fans are. They're <laughs> they're the worst. They're fucking everywhere too. <laughs> they're everywhere. I know. Every, every single sports writer is a fucking Boston Celtics fan. Something. Yeah, that's I true, don't man. Understand? I don't either. Uh, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. Yeah. Koc. Bill mm-hmm. Simmons. Oh, funky diabetic. Great, uh, great Boston Celtics fans. Nice takes. Uh, I I don't know what to say. That's that's fine. Good for them. They got fleeced in this deal they give up tice they get back two useless bigs and some cash great you've you've just like you've made your playoff rotation worse i don't i don't know what else to say i gave the celtics an f i think the bulls got the best player in this deal uh so 
good for them. They're all in. Go for gold. Gave them an A. Because really the only thing that they gave up, in my estimation, is Daniel Gafford, who's you know still very raw. But I, I do think he's pretty talented. Um, so I, I like that the Wizards were able to get a young, talented guy. And all they gave up was Mo Wagner, who is nothing. Is that fair? He's nothing? Mo Wagner's not good at basketball. Not as good as Luke Cornett, but yeah. Seven foot six Luke Cornett. Let him grow into his body. (laughs) Daniel Tice shooting 35% from three this year. I was just thinking Tice Vooch is a pretty, pretty interesting center rotation. Ooh, ooh. Keep teasing. We'll get there. Uh, next up, uh, Jerry and I's favorite trade of uh, of this trade deadline. The Raptors receive Gary Trent Jr. and one Rodney Hood. They send out to the Portland Trailblazers Norman Powell. Uh, I gave the Blazers an A-plus for this trade. I think this is such a great swing for them to take. You don't get people like Norman Powell at the trade deadline very often. Uh, He's young. He's an elite shooter. He can play a little bit of defense. There were large swaths of last year's playoffs where he looked like the only competent Raptor. Uh, I love this. Blazers are all in. They took a swing on a really nice player. Go for gold. Try to get Dame a ring. Let's see it. LeBron's they didn't have hurt. to give up too much to go get him. I, yeah, I like Trent, but Powell's a, a big upgrade. Yeah, over major. There are multiple tiers between those two guys. T-I-E-R. Like, I, I, I like Trent as a prospect. I don't think Trent is there now. And I know Norm's there now because he's been outstanding for years. Uh, and Rodney Hood's whatever. You know, he's fine. Uh, he is, I, I, again, I don't, I don't quite know what the Raptors are doing. I like that they got Trent out of this. Uh, so I gave him a B because I think Tr- Trent's a nice prospect, but, uh, yeah, the, the Blazers win this trade in my so estimation. If, well, honestly, I think they're both winners. So, so like if the Raptors were not confident in their ability to re-sign Powell or, yeah, yeah. Uh, then this is a huge win for them. That's true. Trent is like a a more controlled entity that you can, that's like probably, he's not bad. Uh, He like has quite a bit of upside for, you know. um, He defends well, he shoots well, and he can dribble. There you go. All all good things to have in a player. Uh, And if you're getting that for a player that you're not confident you can re-sign, then that's a huge win. He also only makes like $1.8 million. Um, There's a player by the name of Andrew Wiggins who can neither shoot, defend, nor dribble, um, and he makes $30 million. So, you know. He can jump pretty high, though. Yeah, he can jump high. Good Good for Wig. Freakishly athletic. Mattingly inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved this trade. We've already talked enough about it probably, but I, I love it when teams who are, you know, on the cusp of contending, try to make a swing. Great stuff. Hint, hint, Miami, you should have traded Tyler Hero well, for. Also interesting that the 
the Raptors moved him for what seems to be a reasonable deal for both sides, mm-hmm. but um, sort of held held their ground and wanted a, a king's ransom for Lowry. So this is. I, I guess I was going to talk about this later. I, I thought the Heat's moves were really nice, but like the opportunity cost of their moves was really unfortunate. Why didn't the Heat, because uh, they believe in Tyler Hero is the answer, but imagine that they had traded Tyler Hero for Norm Powell. I mean, my goodness. The... I don't know. Was that a being discussed? I don't know. Well, Tyler Hero's got more you know trade cachet than Gary Trent Jr., Sure, but I think they would have been lambasted for such a trade. Yeah, people still overrate Tyler Hero. Yeah. Well, also they would have had to pay Powell next next year big cool. money. Powell's worth big money. He's really good. No, but I think you could probably get. I think you could probably get more for Hero than Norman Powell. Yeah, you could have. Value. You could have gotten John Collins. It's true. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, and right. also, the Heat did. A- <laughs> The trades they made were really nice. I mean, it's absurd that they got Oladipo for basically nothing. Yep, we'll we'll get there. Uh, That's the that's the next trade. This this is another one of my F trades. Uh, So the my the Miami Heat receive one Victor Oladipo, who is extremely inefficient on the season. Has been playing pretty poorly. uh, Does not look to have returned to form. Here's what they give up, though, to get a former most improved player, a former all-star, a former guy who made LeBron look human for one game in an NBA playoff series. Avery Bradley, who doesn't play. Kelly Olynyk, whose single greatest career contribution to the NBA landscape was yanking Kevin Love's arm out of its socket and denying LeBron James one of his titles. And a 2022 first-round pick swap. Not a first-round pick. The Rockets can swap their own pick with either Houston's or Brooklyn's. Which is to say, nothing. Yeah, that is They get nothing. nothing. So, Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk for Victor Oladipo. I would... Also like to put this in the context of the move that the Rockets made earlier this season that brought Victor Oladipo to their team. They have now effectively traded James Harden for some of the Nets' first-round picks, which are, spoiler alert, not going to be worth very much in the coming years, and Dante Exum, Avery Bradley, and Kelly Olynyk. And a Bucks first round and pick. And a Bucks first round pick. <laughs> they could have had Jared Allen and Karis Levert. Uh they could have had Ben Simmons. They also Oh my god. Alright, when you put it that way. James Harden has now been the subject of the two worst trades in NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really true. Wow. I mean, if there were a grade worse than F minus, I would have given it to the Rockets. But I, I gave them an F minus. What a garbage team. Just I mean, just such a terrible yeah. season for the Rockets. I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with the Rockets return when the trade first happened. 
And I tried to see it from their perspective, but now with what they've done with Oladipo, um, I mean, they could have... Honestly, they would have been better off keeping him and trying to sign and trade him this offseason because maybe maybe you get a couple second-round picks. They got they got, they got nothing. nothing. They got nothing. I mean, it's... And on the other side of the coin, the Heat gave up nothing. Yeah. To get Victor Oladipo. They gave Just... up Olenek, who was immediately replaced by a superior player in Nemanja Bialica. Yeah. Who they, re- who they gave up nothing for nothing for yeah the only the only bummer for the heat is that um they seem to be the front runner to get aldridge and he signed with the the nets so that i think that's the i'm not going to fault them for that because that's out of their control yeah but yeah Uh, just a just such a fleecing the oladipo trade this is insane even if oladipo's garbage for the rest of the season because he's been very bad this year. Yeah. Even if he but that's still the kind of, that's the kind of risk worth taking. You gave yeah. up nothing for him. It's insane. Uh just such an such an unbelievable loss for the Rockets front office. I'm I'm embarrassed for them. Uh everyone in that franchise including Tillman Fertitta should lose their jobs. This you is You know what the astounding. The, gonna, I would be I wouldn't be shocked if there's going to be a you know four or five year period here where no free agent in their right mind is ever going to want to sign with the Rockets after what they've oh. done. Yeah, I mean, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Christian Wood and John Wall are like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" Like, I wouldn't be surprised summer. if they're already like that now. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. it's. I, it's an unrecoverable situation. Steven Silas has been put in the worst imaginable season for a first-year head coach. Yeah. Uh, so I, pour I one out for Steven guy. Silas. Yeah, I think I think all of us are like pretty into the idea that Steven Silas is going to have a decent career. But my God, what a what an awful situation. I, I also feel for Christian Wood. Like yeah. good good on him yeah. for getting paid, but like he is he like got away from Detroit to go sign with the Rockets who had Chris Hart or Chris uh, Chris Harden. Let's just yeah. roll with yeah, it. Yeah, Chris, Chris Harden. Harden. Yep. The famous uh NBA basketball player Chris Harden. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> James Harden. Yes. Uh and instead he is on this this flaming dumpster. Now to yeah, be this- fair, they did just beat the Wolves in back-to-back games, so... Well, that's, that's not... A, to, to be fair, the Wolves are... The Wolves are beautiful. They are a perfect encapsulation of futility. Yeah. But I wonder if, if Harden wasn't on the Rockets at the time, what other... Because there was a lot of interest in Wood in the offseason. So I'm, I'm curious to see what other deals he might have... What other offers he might have had, and... Because I'm sure he would not have wanted to sign up for this situation. Yeah, this absolute shit show. So, hey guys, let me ask you a hypothetical, huh? If, Shoot. If I could offer you Ben Simmons and nothing else for some Nets picks, a Bucks pick, Kelly Olynyk, Dante Exum... And Avery Bradley, would you do that deal? Yeah. 
You would? You would trade Ben Simmons for that? Oh, no, no, I would trade. I would, if I thought I was, I was the one receiving Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, I wouldn't do the that. The answer is no, right? Ben Simmons is worth more than all of that by a lot on his own. The 76ers yeah. offered Ben Simmons and a pick. Yeah, it's... Worst trade in NBA history. We've, we've witnessed it. James I mean, Harden. The only, the only thing that might redeem them is, and this isn't even going to redeem them, but let's say Durant and Kyrie have like career-ending injuries in the next couple of years. Yeah. Maybe some of those Nets picks convey Maybe. in like 2025 and 2027. But so, they still have James Harden, who's like a fucking bulldozer and de- never takes games off unless he's at a strip club. So he's he's going to be there. Or doesn't want to play for your team. Right, or unless he, yes. Yeah, Slander. He, James Harden played fine for the Rockets. I don't know what selective memory you guys have, but his numbers on the Rockets were it's not, not bad. That, it's not that he was bad for the Rockets. It's that he... He was toxic. He, and not just toxic, like openly violated the COVID protocol and set his team back a couple of weeks on purpose because he he went he, he went to strip clubs without a mask and went to Vegas. Like it's is there's yeah, a he's, better he's a place dingus. to get I know he's a dingus. Yeah. We all look, Matt, <laughs> we all know he's a dingus. There's, that's that's not up for debate. I'm just saying he was he was a dingus. Yeah. It has nothing to do with his play. Right. But he, uh, it's more just he openly sabotaged. The team. We, we talked about this enough. We don't have to go over this over and over you, again. You and I agree. I, uh, my only point in bringing this up is to say it didn't affect his play. Even even when James Harden is quitting on a team, he's still like a top 10 player in the NBA. Yeah, and he, he came to the Nets and, you know, there, I think there's like a few, there's a, an edge to his game now. He's like, "Oh, you guys thought I was washed? Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's see about that." I, I asked four weeks ago, "Is James Harden already the best player in the Eastern Conference?" And we were like, "Yeah, maybe." And now the answer is just yes, of course. It's not close. Well, the longer Durant's out and Embiid is are out, then yeah, it's not it's, close. Yeah, oh, okay. Even... I shouldn't say it's not close. Giannis is amazing, but uh, yeah, Harden's Harden's and. He's insane. He's incredible. Uh, and instead of James Harden, they now have Dante Exum, Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and some uh, not-so-great first-round draft picks. Atrocious. And, and pick swaps that'll never convey. That'll never happen. Atrocious. Uh, yes. So, good for the Heat. They got Victor Oladipo. They're taking a chance on a guy who's really talented. Also, super high character. Like, Victor Oladipo is, I think, widely considered just one of the best people to be around in the NBA. Everybody loves him. Uh, and and he, he, apparently he wanted to go to Miami. And he's, he's a culture so guy. He wants to be there. He could he could very well be uh, super excited to be there and playing at a level he wasn't playing at. I mean, Victor, Victor Oladipo's ceiling is Jimmy Butler, right? Like, hey, now they're teammates. It's nuts. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful move by the Heat. Even if Oladipo's garbage, beautiful move by the Heat. Yeah, really excellent job. Uh, next up, we got a fun one. 
Uh, before we move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The, the only thing that I would want to say, uh, and this isn't in defense of the Rockets, but because the picks are, are bad, but the number of first-round picks they got do offer you some flexibility moving forward in that you can... They're very liquid. You can potentially use them to make other moves that you wouldn't have been able to make. Yeah. You uh, might even be now, able to get a player of the quality of, like say, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, you also could have moved Ben Simmons if, like, the need arose. But, like, there are still... You can still make moves. It's like Greece, in a way. Like, you, you can use those picks to, like, find players that, uh, you know, maybe, like, to pick up players on the fringes that are maybe undervalued or that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't, there, there I don't is, believe it. There, there is, I think there is some value to that. Uh, I still would rather have Ben Simmons, but I just wanted to say that for the sake of completionists. My, my point isn't that they got nothing for Harden. It's that they got woefully inadequate returns and they had significantly better returns that they turned down because Tillman Fertitta is uncomfortable with the size of his manhood and and not just Simmons, but significantly better returns that were offered by the team. They, they made yeah, the yeah. deal with yeah. like they yeah. turned, they turned down inclusion of Dinwiddie and, and, and Harris and, uh, Allen, Allen and Harris. I didn't realize that they didn't get Harris, that, that Harris was not something that that's, that's it's, a, it's insane. But yeah, had they just stuck with Allen and Lavert significantly better yeah it's 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 a failure on every level one of the most bewildering things i've ever seen as an nba fan i cannot believe that there are still rockets fans but then again i'm a timberwolves fan so you know of course they're of course i can understand that uh all right let's let's move on we've hammered this we, we should probably embargo shitting on tillman Fertitta for a, a week or two no, we can't do that. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if he does something? Freedom uh, of the press. That's right. Uh, speaking of embargoes, Danny Ainge made a good move. Uh, yeah, I, I, he made when I first saw it, I nice chuckled, move. but it's not. It's not. You I'm know. not. I'm not saying that it's not a good move. I'm just saying that it's still funny. Oh, it's for sure funny. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In in the context of this season, it's not a very good move. In the context of this trade deadline, it's an excellent move. Uh, the Magic receive two second-round picks in 2025 and 2027, one of which is either Boston or Memphis, whichever's better, and Jeff Teague, which is to say nothing, and the Celtics get Evan Fournier. Uh, which... I mean, is a an insane fleecing. Yeah, I like. How did no one else offer anything better for Evan Fournier? I well, because I think they probably just didn't want to take back any money. The Magic, they probably just wanted a clean slate. Yeah, I, I guess there were just so many expirings traded. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Fournier is, you know, defensively awful like woefully inadequate but he's an excellent scorer and he's a very nice distributor so i'd like i'm sure some other contender could have used him this was an awesome move by danny age the celtics get an a i gave the magic a d uh 
Fournier really was... Really? You give them a D. A D. Fournier was by far the best player traded for two second-round picks at this trade deadline. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely... When you're trading expirings, I think you're all. it's always like... Fine, but yeah, uh, yeah. I will. I, I give them. I would give them at least a C, just based on. This is you know they're they're in a. We're in a post-COVID world. They're probably struggling financially, and to get to get two second-round picks just to clear eighteen million dollars off their books, when they're probably not going to sign him next year anyway. You know, I think that's, I think that's break even for me. I can understand so why a, they did it. I don't think it. I don't think it's a bad move. I can so understand I why they did it. I just, I cannot believe they couldn't have gotten something better. Right. So let me, let me. Uh, if the Magic had, I, I was advocating earlier in the last episode that like, I don't think the Magic should trade Vooch. I do think because I don't think that you're going to get a lot of value for him, at least not what he's worth. I do think that they should, did think that they should trade Gordon and uh, Fournier because Gordon looks redundant with Isaacs coming up in the wings and Fournier is on an expiring. If they had not traded Vucevic, spoilers, uh, and only traded Gordon and Fournier, the returns that they got for them would have been very disappointing. Like, two second round picks and a first? Oh man, I'm... I'm about to disagree hard. I uh I mean I mean in total. In total like, in total sure, but I again, I think we have to I think we should go deal by deal. Uh all right, fine. Then yes, I agree. It's it's light for Fournier. It's yeah, I I I can't believe they couldn't have gotten something better. What do you think would have been a fair return for him then? I would have wanted a first. Yeah, I agree. Okay, but then a first probably requires you taking back a, Great. a deal with yeah. multiple years left on it. You're not com- you're well, not competing for five Do years the, anyway. The Celtics have their first round pick this year, don't they? I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they do. So, strong arm Ainge. You know that he has to. Get He's something like, it, it would be really embarrassing for him to not use his exception. Be like, well, if you want Fournier, you know, he's probably better than the, most of the other things you're going to be able to fit in that that spot. Give me your in first. Yeah. You don't give me don't give me these two second round BS. I I have a feeling it was because they just wanted to get off of the money entirely and not oh, take anything back. Hold, hold on, wanted to get off the money entirely. They've I, already I guess, paid half of his salary. Yeah, I like. It's an expiring contract anyway. I mean, if, and you're about to start tanking. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see it at all. I agree. I think this was an awful move for the Magic. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it was awful because, like, when you're trading expiring contracts, like, I'm not expecting a ton of return anyway. But like, it, it does seem very light for what was being traded. Let's let's move on because the next the final two trades are also magic trades and I gave both of them A pluses so uh, I, I don't. Oh, so want... you, you lied. You lied. You said you, the only A plus you gave. Was I said for... one of the few. Oh, okay. Was for Powell. Uh, so next up we've got a Nuggets trade. This was a pretty blockbuster deal. 
The Nuggets get Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. The Magic get Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 top five protected first round pick. Uh, I gave the Nuggets a B and the Magic an A plus here. Uh, I think getting a first and RJ Hampton is so much more than Aaron Gordon is worth. Hey, and, and Gary Harris. And I Gary Harris. Yeah, Gary Harris is a good player. When he's not hurt, yeah. I, like, he's not going to be there long term, but, like, yeah, you might be able to move Gary Harris. So, uh, maybe this is just because I don't believe in RJ Hampton at all. Um, but <clears throat> I, I guess I was surprised that, like, the, the, uh, the going with what they were asking for for Gordon was a young prospect and a first round pick. So they got that. And also, you know, Gary Harris is better than just your standard cap filler, I guess, to like matching, to match contracts. Yeah. I mean, he does make $20 million a year, which is too much, but right. But like, so does Aaron Gordon. Yep. Um, So they got what they asked for. I just like, and I was surprised that they were getting it, but I don't know. Hamptons feels like not a very good. I, I don't believe in Hampton at all, and twenty twenty five is pretty far out. I, I don't know. It's it's not it's not bad. It's good. It's so I, much more than Gordon's worth, in my opinion. I know, but you don't like Gordon. Yeah, I yeah I I, I don't. Even if you like Gordon. I, I, this is still. I, I guess if you really don't believe in R.J. Hampton, then uh, well, like I have a similar, similar like if it had been uh, like a bottom ten pick in the first round, and Jarrett Culver, right? Like I would have been Man, thrilled I'm... to get that for Gordon. Uh, uh yeah. I, I guess I don't know if uh, 2025 is a few years out. And, it is uh, a few years out. That's I, fair. I'm higher on RJ Hampton than I am on Jared Culver. <laughs> I mean, sure, that's fair. I, my point is I don't think that they're that. I think they're pretty in line with, like, maybe they're NBA players. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think RJ Hampton's an NBA player. I don't know if Culver is. I don't think Culver is. I believed really hard last year and for part of this year, and I do not anymore. Yeah, he had those four games where he was like the those only player who could games. do anything. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty sick. But I'm just uh, very tired of watching him drive to the rim and then miss layups. It's, it's insane. Really a, it's really a bummer. I don't want to watch it anymore. No, he's awful. He's uh, He can't do anything. He has no skills. It's astounding. Uh, and still, he was the best point guard on the Minnesota Timberwolves for a long time, which is a real bummer as a Wolves fan. Uh, I love this deal for the Magic. I think they get a huge return for Aaron Gordon. And I like it for the Nuggets, too, because I think that they needed somebody who can play wing defense on their team. And uh, Aaron Gordon is capable of playing wing defense occasionally. Occasionally, huh? That's some damning with faint praise right there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I liked it for Denver too, but I'm I'm shocked that Orlando got this much for Aaron Gordon. Was not expecting me too a return like that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know what else to say about him, Jer. Like he's never he's been like a league average defender his entire career, and he doesn't do much else. 
Yeah, but I think he, he's a better fit on that roster as, you know, the, the fourth banana than he is on Orlando. Trinidad. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's and I'd rather have him than Gary Harris. Yeah, yeah. And I like Gary Harris, but he's he, he's <clears throat> he's not what we thought he was going to be. Yeah. Really? I, I think he's exactly what we thought he was coming going to be, like coming out of Michigan State. No, I mean, like... His early career, he looked a lot more promising than this. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Harris is like, you know, uh, he, he's he's had a decent career. He's had he had maybe like one or two really nice seasons, and uh, yeah, they he's just a little redundant on that team. The player who the nuggets are missing more than anybody is jeremy grant and uh gordon is like a poor man's jeremy grant yeah and the nuggets gave up jeremy grant for literally nothing which was they didn't, uh, they didn't give up give they up lost grant. him in free agency he was a restricted free agent and they chose no, he was not a restricted oh really free Really? Oh man. Okay. I th- I thought and that they offered him the they offered him the same contract, same money, and he, he wanted to go to Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so I thought they had control over his contract, and he asked to be let go. That was how I understood the uh, the thing. But you're. It looks like you're right. Yeah. That would have been his uh, sixth season, so he would not have been a restricted free agent. Yeah. He wanted uh, so a bigger I, role. I must have been misremembering. Um. Uh. In any case. Like, Jeremy Grant left for nothing, right? Like, you had this player, now you don't. There's no difference. That's pretty awful for the Nuggets. And the Magic are giving up a lesser player to fill that same role, and they're getting back what is effectively two first-round picks and a rotation player. I, I, I just think that's outstanding. Yeah, I would. I would have honestly before this trade was made. I was. I would have been shocked if they even got one first round pick yeah. for Aaron Gordon. I'm with you. So this is a home run for them. When I first saw the trade, I thought it was just Gary Harris and the 2025 top five protected first, and I was like, "Damn, that's a haul for Aaron Gordon." And then also they gave him R.J. Hampton. Hell yeah! Scratch off those lottery tickets, Orlando. Good sure. for you. Uh. I, you know, with Gary Harrison, if even if they, you're right, you're right. This is a good. This is good for the. Even if they had not traded Vooch, if this was the the haul for Gordon, I would have felt pretty good about it. Because yeah. if you're trying to, if you're still trying to win games next year, then you have a pick. You've lost your redundancy, and you still have Gary Harris, who's like a rotation player. Yep. So, all right. Yeah. And Jerry, as a as an Aaron Gordon fan, how do you like his fit on Denver? Do you think oh, it's, he's gonna it's, yeah, work it's great. well there? He he's not as good of a shooter as uh, Grant was, but he can fill that role that they were missing. I mean, he's shooting pretty well this year. Uh, yeah, he's shooting okay this year. My point is, he's not as good of a shooter as Jeremy Grant. Really, I, well, I I feel like they're similar. What's Gordon's career three point percentage? I think it's around thirty. Oh, okay, that is worse than yes. God, is it really that low? 
Maybe I'm too uh, high on Aaron Gordon. <laughs> it's it's like it's like low thirties. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, thirty two and a half. Grant is like thirty four and a half. I don't know. Thirty seven percent from three this year. Yeah, good job, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. Uh, last year, Jeremy Grant was obviously pretty lights out for uh, for Denver from three. But I think that was a little anomalous, and uh, it's easy to be really nice at shooting or really good at shooting when you play next to playoff Jamal Murray and anytime Nikola Jokic. He shot even better the year before, though, in OKC. For OKC? Yeah. Really? What did he shoot, like 39? 39% on more attempts. Ooh. Jeremy like Grant. Slightly more attempts. But... Most improved player, Jeremy Grant. Get he's hyped. Also, he's shooting... He's only shooting 35% this year, but he's on double the attempts. Yikes. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd way rather have Jeremy Grant than Aaron oh, Gordon. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, it's just not even pretty, close. pretty clear at this point. Jeremy Grant is also defensively very adept. So is Aaron Gordon. Nope. Yep. I, not only do no numbers back that up, but... Also, reputationally, Aaron Gordon is not anywhere in the same conversation as Jeremy Grant. Uh, Jeremy Grant is definitely a better defender than Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon is a very good defender. He's also a better playmaker. I don't know if you can say that after this season. No? No, I mean, Jeremy Grant's out there fucking being Dirk. Yeah, and they're the fifteenth seed in the East. Look, I'm I'm not saying Jeremy Grant should be the number one option on your team, but uh, like if if you're if you're if your argument is that you know Gordon is like on the same level as an individual defensive contributor, like I just I don't know what you can point to to uh, to make that argument. I, and don't get me wrong, I, maybe I maybe I'm overselling Jeremy Grant as well because I don't actually think that he's like a lockdown defender or anything like that. Uh, but after a playoff series, when LeBron James takes you aside and says, "Hey, man, you defended me really well," like that's that's a meaningful interaction. Yeah, sure. I'm just like I just Aaron Gordon is a good defender. He's strong and is capable of defending multiple positions. He can switch. Uh, he... Yeah. He, he's also a very good playmaker. He averages more assists on a lesser load than Grant does. Um... I mean, Grant is definitely the better player. I just... Are they, what, what is the age difference between those two? They are, Grant's 27, right? Grant is 26. Gordon oh, okay. is Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. He is 27. My bad. No no problem. Uh. Oh, wow. Do you know what college Jeremy Grant went to? Syracuse. Syracuse. Really? Many, I didn't know many, that. How many Syracuse player, players grow up to be good, good defenders in the NBA? None. Jeremy Johnny, Grant. Yeah. Johnny Flynn. Jo- oh. 
Don't say that name. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> Not allowed to say that name, Phil. All five foot nine of them. God, do you remember Johnny Flynn? Yeah. That guy sucked. Uh anyway, I yeah, I, I like I like this move for the Nuggets. I think it's a nice move. I think they got what they needed. I just like I don't think that Aaron Gordon was worth this return in a vacuum, and therefore the Magic get an A+. Great job. Uh, yeah. It was not the best trade that the Orlando Magic made on March 25th. The best trade, in my opinion, uh, that the Orlando Magic made was trading Al Farouk Aminu and Nikola Vucevic for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and then a 2021 and a 2023 top four protected first round draft pick. Yeah. Pretty huge return for Vooch. If you're a Magic fan, I think you got to be pretty excited about the deadline. I agree. I thought they did a really excellent job besides even, the four. Even if thing. you're a big Vooch fan, I think they did a... They did an excellent job. Yep. Even if you don't think Wendell Carter Jr. is worth a crap. Excellent job. Uh, yeah, that's way more than I thought that anybody would offer for Vooch. Yep. I, I think it's more than Vooch is worth. I actually don't like this move for the Bulls. I See, I don't agree with you there. I think that Vooch is worth about this maybe maybe a hair less. but I, I think he's... He's definitely going to help them for the rest of this contract that he's on. And it's only for two more years after this one, right? Like, and he, he's, a, he's certainly an upgrade for them. Yes. I mean, uh, he's, uh, is he, if he's not their best player, is a close second to he is their He is their second best player. Yeah, I, he's not as good as Levine. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm well, not, I know you guys. I I was careful with how I worded that because I know you guys are both um, Gaga over Zach, but um, and Zach Levine is good, but this this is a huge upgrade for them. Le, yeah, Levine is having it's, it's, a it's, Steph Curry it, three years ago type season. He's and it's, going insane. I like it for the Bulls, not just because um, I like Vooch, but. How you, you rarely see a gamble like this anymore? There, yes, teams are. It's 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 usually teams only make a big push when they know they're fleecing the other team, and this is kind of a a risky gamble that may or may not pay off for them. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I yeah. Sorry, go that, ahead, no, no, that's cool. That that is why I understand you not liking the trade, Matt, because like it could, I could definitely see this trade going south. Yes. If, Things don't work out. Um, the Bulls are not a good basketball team. No, and that's that's kind of like if I were trading Vooch to an actual contender like the Celtics or something like that, I would think that two first round picks is light. But since it's the Bulls and that uh, commodity is a little bit more volatile, it could go either way. I'm much more interested. I can't believe that the Bulls gave up these two picks. Well, I think 
seems to me that they maybe they wanted to get a guy like Vooch in there so that they could draw someone in free agency this summer like Lonzo or whoever they're going to target. They're out of money. They can find a way to free some up, can't they? Well, I suppose, yeah, yeah, I guess I suppose Porter's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, uh, we talked a little bit about this, you know, between the, like, Sato, Levine, Williams, Markinen, Vucevic, five-man lineup should be, like, the best three-point shooting lineup in the NBA, which is astounding. One of them, for sure. I mean, it's, whew, it's tough to even compete with that. Like, the Nets with Harris Nets, are pretty scary. Yeah, was the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, but... uh but it's close. The hypothetical uh, one where you trade Towns to the Warriors and he's, and and Clay is healthy next year. Yeah. is also very good. I just mean like like the Nets still have to start one of Lamarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan. Like you've still got that black or Jeff Green who has been their center for a few weeks because James Harden is good enough to win games with Jeff Green at center. Uh. God damn, he's insane. Anyway, uh, the point that I'm trying to make is like, Harris is amazing, Durant's amazing, Harden's good, Kyrie's amazing. You've got Levine, who is like breaking efficiency metrics this season. Like, like I compared him to Curry a few years back. It's, I don't know if you've looked at Zach Levine's numbers this season, but. He's shooting like 45% from three this year? He's right? shooting 43% from three. 52% from the field, 87 from the free throw line. It's insane. Hey, man, Dave Benz told him he could shoot 50-40-90 if he just tried. <sighs> God, remember? All right, we don't need to go down what could have been. Jerry and I saw this coming the whole goddamn time. So proud of Zach. So happy for him. He's been offensively insane. Lowry is also really an excellent shooter. Sato's an excellent shooter. Vooch is obviously an excellent, like, amazing shooter. Uh... And Patrick Williams, who is a rookie, is like a 38% three-point shooter on his rookie year. It's just, it's unbelievable. Like, the Clippers are probably the only team that can statistically compete with that. And then the Nets could theoretically do it because of who's on their roster. Uh, The problem is that not a single one of those people plays defense. And it's it's like way worse than the Nets theoretically because Kevin Durant you know he's not the defender that he was in Golden State but like Kevin Durant knows how to play NBA defense at a high level Kyrie Irving can lock in when he cares to James Harden can lock in when he cares to like Zach Zach kind of can do it uh early on in his career I actually thought Vooch was a better defender than he has been the past few years uh but I haven't seen him defend with anything resembling you know, high effectiveness in the past few seasons. Markinen's helpless. Sato's so, helpless. To push back a little bit on the Vooch, like, I agree that Vooch isn't a a good defender, but he has been on the Magic who have had very good defenses with him on the floor. Like, that part of that is Steve Clifford Magic, but, like, you know, I, I you can have a functional defense with Vooch on the floor. Though when everybody else is bad too, 
he's not going to help you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think he's helpless. I just don't think he's super effective. He's good on the glass. They also don't have Steve Clifford. Yeah. Which is uh, potentially an issue. So my uh, my basic reason for not liking this trade at all from the Bulls' perspective is that the Bulls have a losing record. I think they're minus six. I think they're 19 and 25. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are uh, <clears throat> for sure going to improve their offensive rating here because outside of Levine, the rest of the team has offensively not been very effective. And uh, their defensive rating is probably going to remain somewhere in the vicinity uh, that it has been. It might get a little better. They got Daniel Tice. Might get a little better. Uh, but this is just not a team that's ever going to contend for anything. No, it's not a contender. And so you've given up two of your next three first-round picks with pretty light protections. One of those years, Vooch won't be under contract, so he might be gone. He's also getting older. Are they both top four protected? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's it's risky, but with Levine's the new lottery, it's almost up too, isn't it? Yeah. With the new lottery odds, I think Vooch at least gets them to a five hundred level, and that's a risk I can live with. Man, if if he lives up to that, why do you give out two first round picks if you're getting to a five hundred level? Yeah, I was. I, I didn't, see, I didn't realize they've lost that. three of their last seven because the last I, I remember they were sort of in the in the mix there for the seven eight seed, but now it seems they've dropped off a bit. So I just I think Vooch will get them back in, but it's going to be tough to beat some of these other teams when they're this far back now. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Like. This year they might. I think they're just aiming for the plan tournament tournaments and maybe try to try to make the playoffs. But yep, it's the East. I'll bet that they can. I'll bet they'll. I think they're a playoff team now. I agree with you. Yeah. I think they were a playoff team before, or I think they were a play-in team before. Yeah, I think they're like a, a legitimate playoff team at this point. Hmm. That's actually an interesting question. I, I don't. I, they're not a contender, but. Uh, like, does this make them better than the Pacers? On some nights. Oh, man. Maybe. I mean, they're currently ahead of the Raptors, but does this make them better than the Raptors? I think they were already better than so. the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, the the question is going to be, like, are Atlanta, New York, and Charlotte legit? Yeah. Well, Charlotte, I mean, they've lost LaMelo for the season, and they've, they're still going strong. Yeah. Uh, Wait, did we miss a trade? We might have missed a minor one. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. The Hornbob Netcats traded for Brad Wanamaker. That's right. Uh, no, Terry Regier. Yeah, yeah. Terry Regier for Lonzo Ball. Who says no? I don't want... Oh, my God. Oh, man. 
Both teams say no. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Both, both teams, both say, teams no? say no. No, nah, the Pelicans don't say no. The Pelicans want Terry Rozier. But they ask. They but they also ask. Um, they they ask the Hornets to take back Bledsoe, and they'll <laughs> they'll take they'll take on Cody Zeller. Eric Bledsoe get, is a team that, assassin. Get that off that Bledsoe money. Uh, you you loved Bledsoe for so long. I did. I was such a staunch <clears throat> defender of Eric Bledsoe. I didn't know he was a toxic man. He I just was watched Chris him play Paul's, basketball. Uh, he was Chris Paul's apprentice for a while, you know. Dude, I was I was really high on him back when he was a Clipper. Then he sh- then he like shined in a few different spots, and I was like, I'm telling you, Jerry, this guy's good. Then it yeah, turns, I, I want to drag it instead. Because he had a cooler name and a cooler nickname. That turned out to be the better <laughs> strategy. You also like dra- Dragon Bender because of his name. That I did. Pronounced so well. If we had, if we had gotten, if we had traded for, we would have had the double dragons. It would have been great. Yeah. So my friends, there were seven teams who did not make trades on March 25th. Uh, a few of them traded before that. The Bucks and the Suns traded a few days earlier. <clears throat> Suns got Tory Craig for cash. Bucks got PJ Tucker and their 2022 first back for some picks, including their 2023 first and DJ Augustin. So the the uh, and then there were the Lakers who signed Andre Drummond, uh, which was sort of like a trade. And so the teams who did not make any moves at all uh, were your Brookland Nets, your Indiana Pacers. Obviously, those two teams traded earlier in the season. Well, no, the Nets signed uh, Aldridge. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true, yeah. So they didn't make a trade, but they also are in that asterisk of having signed Aldridge. So Pacers, Grizzlies, and Wolves were the three teams who just did nothing. So the Wolves almost traded for Aaron Gordon earlier this season. And then he got hurt. Wow, you're signing like Danny Ainge right now. They were very they were very close. Well, that's that's the that They was, were at they were at the goal line. Well, yeah, that was that was the word. They were at the goal line and then he he got injured. He went out for like 6 weeks. Uh, so the Wolves didn't make any moves. Uh, uh, I can understand it from the Pacers and the Grizzlies' perspective. The Pacers is a little harder to swallow now with the news that Warren is not coming back this season. That's really tough. But they were mostly in a holding pattern waiting for Levert to get back. Uh, This does effectively mean they've lost a year, the fact that Warren's out, which is really a shame because I want this team to work. But, you know, things just kind of keep getting in their way. The Grizzlies, I get it. Because uh, really, their only tradable player was Valanchunas, and like maybe you could have gotten something for him. But if Jaron Jackson comes back and is really good, like their roster is sneaky good, and maybe they believe and they want to see what they have. Uh, which leaves the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have a bunch of garbage, cannot compete, 
are not incentivized to try to, because if we win games, we might lose our pick. And they could have traded for John Collins. They could have traded for John Collins, and they could have traded away other uh, bad contracts on the team. They chose not to do any of those things. Which, so let's, uh, let's break it down. Which hurt me. First of all, I don't know that we actually could have traded for John Collins. I know there was reporting that we turned down Malik Beasley and a first for John Collins. Which I think is justifiable, by the way. Really? Turn it, turning it down. Yeah, we, we talked about this last week. I think turning yeah. it down was uh, was acceptable. I can understand why Rosas would have turned it down. Sure. I, I also can understand. It would be a, a risky move to take. If it doesn't mm-hmm. work out, yeah, it's probably your job right there. And also, um, like, we just are going to be bad for a decade. Yeah. Uh, I also don't know... I, I think I don't believe that that was ever actually on the table. Because that sounded very light to me for John Collins. Uh, the reason I think it would have been on the table is because Beasley's contract is so team-favored. Yeah. And Wolves' draft picks are worth a lot. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, what, what, we don't have, we don't have anything. Like, we, we can't trade D'Angelo Russell. Not with I know that, that attitude. Want, I know that you want to, but like, we, we like, it's like a political question. You're, you can't trade D'Angelo Russell right now. You lose your job if you do that. And also, you haven't seen your team play. Like, we all know that it's going to be bad, but, like, we haven't actually seen it be bad yet. Who are you trying to convince right now, Jerry? And finally, uh, he's Town's friend, Matt. Yeah, all right. You can't trade Town's friend. We don't need to talk too much about this. The Wolves are the worst-run organization in the NBA after the Houston Rockets, and uh, it's a real shame. Uh, the Kings are up there, too. I don't know, man. The Kings... They're they're at least not they're at least not doing this shit. So there is, uh, there is like a path here, I think. For the, the wolves, yes. If the drunk. wolves if the wolves retain their pick, I think that there's like a neat you could thread the needle. All right. So let's let's uh, let's finish up with our team grades. So I uh, I gave grades to every team uh, and then I organized them uh, in ascending order. Uh, so do you guys want to just go with the order that I made? Do you want to just go alphabetically? How do you want to do this thing? Go by yours, and then we'll... All right, we can we can chat about it. I gave one team an F-. Uh, the Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Just yeah. an atrocious performance. The fact that any of those people have the jobs that they do, and I don't, is insane. And I'm... Like, I, I'm on record as saying that you could for sure get more for Andre Drummond than uh, than the Cavs wound up giving. And I was wrong. I was objectively wrong. They got nothing. They just cut him, and he's going to the Lakers for nothing, which is uh, astounding. Uh, I, would give them an F, I would give them an F-plus just for somehow getting the Bucks to agree to push their pick back to 2023. 
Man. somehow for PJ Tucker, but that's that's about as good as I'm going to give him. It's just such an F minus for me. This is this is such a staggering failure. Well, I'm going to split the difference and just call it an F. All right, there is no plus or minus with an F. Uh, I gave one team a D minus. Your Minnesota Timberwolves. What did you want them to do? Trade D'Angelo Russell. You can't trade like you can't trade trade, trade Vanderbilt, uh, Noel, at literally anything. Like but those, those guys are like fifteenth men on the roster. What are you going to get for them? Uh, I mean, honestly, I'd no, take second round draft picks. Like huh? I, I honestly, no. I'd take second round draft picks. For I them. don't think people were going to give you second round draft picks for those players. Uh, oh, man, I don't know, dude. People gave up a lot of second round draft picks this year. I mean, would you take back Eric Bledsoe? Yep. And uh, Stephen Adams. I think we should have taken salary. I think we should have taken bad contracts. We're in the luxury tax. Yep. Great. Okay. I like. We, we have to have a path to some sort of success, and I think the Thunder are basically doing it better than we are. That's that's more or less my position. Uh, honestly, I thought I thought we should have traded Towns. Probably, uh, you and I talked about this a little bit. I think we should probably have traded Towns for Wiseman and every pick that the Warriors could feasibly string together for the next seven years. I we still could do that. <clears throat> I think we yeah, should have done it now. Why? Uh why do I think that? Because it would have meant getting back our pick right now and uh, I guess I guess if your position is we could have gotten our own pick back on trade night or on draft night. Uh, the the problem is is like if we do lose our pick then all of a sudden we're we have like less negotiation room. Like if the Warriors if our pick conveys to them like we're getting less from the trade. Well, why do you have to trade secure. Towns to the Warriors? I mean, you could probably get a better package for Towns. I would just want our pick back. I also don't know that I think that we could get a better package. the The reason that I want the pick back is because uh, if we keep our pick this year, the pick becomes unprotected next year, and I don't think we're going to be much better next year. So it's like an insane asset for us to go after. We really need it. Uh, and I just, like, I I think Wiseman's a nice potential replacement. I think the Warriors he is, would be... He is, like, another first-round pickback, unlike R.J. Hampton. Right. Yeah, R.J. Hampton's terrible. I think we all agree. I don't know enough to agree with that, but I'll... Oh, I'm, I'm being facetious. I, I like R.J. Hampton. Um, yeah, no, I like, I the Wolves have to do something. We can't just... Get... We can't just keep losing games to the Houston Rockets. <laughs> we have to do something. And standing standing pat with this roster is I just just inexcusable. I don't know. So I understand your frustration. But we are up against the cap, up against the luxury tax. <clears throat> the only valuable assets on the whole roster right now are Towns, Beasley, Edwards, Edwards, and McDaniels, right? 
Everybody uh, else. I don't know. Is if McDaniel's a neg- is a McDaniel, and there were lots of teams that called and asked about McDaniel's. Then why didn't we get anything for him? Because we didn't want to trade him. Yeah. Um. Everybody else on the roster is either a neutral asset or a negative asset. We don't have our pick. Like, there's just, like, unless you are trading towns, which I don't think that they're ready to do, there isn't a move that can really be made, like... Yeah, Jerry, it's not a a counter-argument to say, like, hey, man, we can't do the things we need to do. Because I'm suggesting we need to do them, and I know that we can't. And that's why it's a failure on the part of our front office. All right. Sure. Like, like we couldn't not sign Wiggins to a max contract. Did that make it? Did that make it an okay thing to do? No, it was a disaster. It was a disaster, and we're just we're watching another disaster happen. So I don't buy the argument that like you just can't do these things because we've seen what happens when we, you know, play by those rules, and it's decades. Well, I mean, I I get what you're saying, man, but like, it's you can't. they haven't even had their team together. Yeah. Right. I understand the team is going to be bad, but like you, it's really hard. It would be really hard to trade away everything before you even like, just to call it a spent project before you, before you've even seen it like at all. Like, I, I know that you, I know that you hate D'Angelo no, Russell. No, no, Here, here's the, here's the thing. We're, we're 11 and 35 without well, with a fair bit of D'Angelo Russell but without the Russell Towns duo like are we suddenly a 500 basketball team with those two guys playing the answer is obviously no uh we're still yeah, a, we're I, still I a below so. 500 basketball team we're definitely oh, better probably. we're definitely not the worst team in the NBA anymore we're still terrible and there's no path to improvement See, that's where I disagree. I think that there is a chance to, for us to thread the needle here. Man, good luck, if we, dude. If we re, if we retain our pick, right, and that, draft that's, that's Cade why, Cunningham, and well, it doesn't even matter which player it is. Either you, you, one of the three players at the top of the draft, uh, then you have then you have like more of a justification to trade Russell, or uh, or you even trade the pick and go get. I don't know, Collins or whoever you want. But like, I think, cause, cause then you have, then potentially you can run forward, forward with Towns and two, like Anthony Edwards and Jalen Suggs or Cade Cunningham and with Malik Beasley still on the mm-hmm. roster. And I, there's, there's like a, a chance there, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Timberwolves suck. We had to have done something. This notion that we can just stand pat and ever be relevant again is, I think, foolish. All right. Well, yeah. then. Well, it's not like there there was no ticking clock on that, though. You can still make those deals over the summer. I'm I'm skeptical. I think that D'Angelo Russell's value is going to crater the longer he remains on our team. Uh I think Towns' value has already diminished but, but I, greatly. Again, Matt, again, like you keep saying we have to trade D'Angelo Russell. But what organization would ever trade D'Angelo Russell right now? Like trade for him? No, 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 not trade for him. I mean like you traded you gave up a first round pick mm-hmm. that is like hanging over your head. Daryl Morey would do it, Jerry. 
and that's, then that's who would do it. You know, you know now, the guy who like makes every team that he goes on a contender. He's the guy who would do it. And then, like before he, you've even seen him play with your team, you trade him. Yeah, Daryl Daryl Moore is the answer that you're looking for. All right. Well, Daryl Morey wouldn't have traded for D'Angelo Russell in the first yep, place. Yep, but if if Daryl Morey became the GM right now of the Wolves, that's what he'd do. And he would he wouldn't give me this sunk cost fallacy nonsense like, "Yeah, but oh, we traded for." Him. Like that's all irrelevant. He's bad, we're bad, and we're not yeah, going to be much better with him. That's a different scenario. That would you're you're at, Jerry asked me what team which is to say, which GM would do this? And right, I'm answering you, the best if, one. If, if Gerson was fired and you brought in a new GM... Let's say Daryl Morey have... had been uh, forced into this like he was forced into trading for Chris Paul or some shit. Like, yeah, I think he would have just... I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. If if I'm not allowed to answer Daryl Morey, I don't well, I don't know. So the, my answer to that is like Daryl Morey didn't make that trade. He walked away from the organization instead. He did that uh, after the Westbrook trade. Yeah. What I'm what I'm saying is like uh, year before, but Daryl Morey just doesn't believe in sunk cost. It, he'll go out and he'll sign big name players, and if they don't work out, he'll trade them in a heartbeat. Which is good. You should do that. You should do that because if you don't, you you live in this Timberwolves reality that we've been in for fourteen years, where every season we're like, maybe we'll thread the needle by drafting well. Maybe this time it's going to be different. You have to try something. Well, you got to be ready to trade Towns like immediately. Then I think we should have traded Towns. Yeah, I will. Th- I, then I really disagree with you. I don't think that you should should have traded Towns at the trade deadline. That just seems like a recipe for like not getting what his value is at all. Uh, yeah, I don't agree. Why? I think that Towns's value is only going to continue to go down. I think it's already gone down. Towns is the best player on the worst team in the NBA. And he's developed and solidified the reputation that he is a terrible number one option. Whereas a year and a half ago, everyone was talking about the fact that he was the best, most offensively efficient big man in the history of the NBA. The thing about assets is, if they don't perform well, they diminish in value. And the thing about our assets is they don't perform well. So they're going to continue to diminish in value. I think it's far easier to trade both of those guys in the offseason than it is at the deadline because more teams have... Man, you're telling me the Warriors wouldn't have just like given every draft pick they have and James Wiseman to get Carl Towns? So here's here's what I'm... uh, We would have also... Yes. That's really what you want. That's what I want. So here's, here's here's the other thing. It would be... It would, it, the other like reason why you can't make that move now is because of how stupid you would look if you win the lottery. If if you, if you do retain your pick, then you the look pick really is dumb. then the pick is unprotected the following season. Sure, right, and then you can make deals this off season to try to prevent that pick from being 
a top three, you know. How? Make trades. I mean, it's not like you have a better chance of next year than you do this year. Why? Our our assets are going to be valued because less. All, because all of your team is gonna not going to be hurt at the same time. Look, I, I the I notion that all of our team has Matt, been hurt I hate, at the same I hate time to, is I hate to watch misleading. you spiral like this, but you're not being rational. You're 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 in this like uh, woe is me uh, <laughs> wolves tailspin, and you, you Jerry's right. You don't trade back. You don't trade back for a pick that you just traded away. Why the Bucks just could, did it? That you could retain anyway. Phil, if we and then, and then let's say we do retain it. Let's say we retain it this year. Suddenly, that pick has increased in value, and we have no chance at retaining it any longer. An unprotected pick in the following draft is worth more than a top three protected pick in this draft. Oh, I don't agree. Oh, you're no. you're just insane. Then I don't know what to say no, to no. you because, like, right now. You're looking at worst case scenario where you give up the fourth pick. I'm not right? looking at worst case scenario. I'm suggesting that even no, no, no. if and we I'm retain, saying, okay, go ahead. I'm saying is like giving up the fourth pick right now would be very bad, right? And that's what we're looking at. We're probably going to give up the. I mean, fourth it's going to be funny. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if it's very bad. If that happens, I think that may be better than us keeping the pick. That's what I'm saying. Sure, it it may be better because like at least it clears your books in the future. I get that. You can you can potentially trade a pick or whatever. You, you don't have it hanging over your head anymore. My point is, if you retain the pick, then the Warriors have lost leverage because they don't have like things had to go really really poorly for us to be this bad, right? Like Towns had to be hurt for a large stretch of the season, and then. Russell had to be hurt for the opposite part stretch of the season where Towns was hurt. And also we lost Beasley. Like all of those things had to happen for us to cough up the fourth pick, right? Next year, if we retain the pick, we get either we, we trade it and get better or we see improvement from Edwards or McDaniels and also way less likely to, uh, have all of it or like multiple of our key players hurt throughout the entire season. And then you don't give up the fourth pick. You give up like the eighth or the ninth pick. Yeah. Five years from now when Carl Towns walks for nothing and uh, the Timberwolves just return to, you know, the dregs that they're in. I'm going to laugh about this conversation because no, no. what I'm saying is like, that's there's no the reason to trade Towns. No, no. Yeah. The, the fact that you don't understand that that's the conversation we're having is why I think it's funny that you'd imply that I'm being irrational. Because, of course, that's the conversation. Like, Carl Towns is the only player on our team who is, you know, the caliber of player who you'd need for an NBA championship run. He's the only one. And Carl Towns isn't going to stay here because the rest of our team is dog shit. Do you what disagree? No, I don't disagree. Cool. Phil, Phil, do you disagree with that? 
I Towns is Towns is good, and you should consider trading him at some point. But now is not the time, especially not for a pick that may convey to you this year. Anyway. But if it does convey, Phil, then we've given up an unprotected pick the following season. Yes, what, which you can, saying- which you can do something to remedy this off season. It's, it may convey next season and be a top three pick, but it could also end up, as Jerry said, ten to twelve or something like that. You you can't just like you can't just give up towns for just to a redo on a, a shitty trade before. Yeah, which like, is uh, this is like one of the most inge- disingenuous arguments I've ever had with anyone. Obviously, I'm not saying you just do that. I'm suggesting that's, that that is you, what you're saying. Because do you, you have you do said, you have the capacity to listen for just one second? My God, I'm saying you trade towns for that pick. For Wiseman, for every Golden State pick they have, what part of that is just remedying one pick situation? Explain it to me, because like you, you seem really convinced, and I, I don't know. I, I've thought about this. It seems like you're wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. You're right. Do you have a counter argument? Nope. My counter argument would be that you can make that trade during the summer when you know what your pick is if you've retained it or not. What I'm suggesting is that the value of our assets diminish the farther into the future we go. You think that the value of Carl Anthony Towns is going to diminish that much in the next month and a half? Let's say, say for the sake of argument, Jerry, that D'Angelo Russell comes back and we go like, I don't know, 10 and 20 to close out the season. We just play terribly. Carl Towns spends the entire, you know, first part of the offseason. Anytime he's brought up, it's the Bill Simmons take, which is obviously this guy cannot be your best player. Obviously, he's not a franchise superstar. You want to know how we know that? Because we watched him play in Minnesota, and they were the worst team in the NBA, even when he had D'Angelo Russell. Yes, I, I, like, I, I think the chances of us getting a haul back for Towns go down as time goes forward well i agree that they go down as time goes forward i just don't think that it's going to diminish that much in a month and a half like you can find out what where your pick lands and still trade towns for the state golden state warriors hall so walk walk me through both of those scenarios right like the 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 first scenario is that we lose the pick golden state gets a top three pick Okay. Do we have more leverage or do they in that scenario? Well, we still have Towns signed for, what, four seasons? That's not quite what I'm asking. What I'm asking is if your assertion is that we would have the same amount of leverage for this trade in the offseason as we would at the trade deadline, I want to walk through the two scenarios. So the first is that the Warriors get our pick. Do we have more leverage in that scenario? The, the answer is obviously no to me, but you seem to be hesitant on that. Uh, I mean, no, I wouldn't say we have more leverage. Do you think no. we have less leverage? Uh, probably, yeah. I agree. I think we have less leverage uh, for a bunch of reasons. One of those reasons is if the Warriors get our pick, that means that uh, our capacity to trade future first-round picks is diminished because... Suddenly, we're 
you know, subject to saying you can't do 22, 23, and 24. Like you can't do uh, 21 and 23, for example, which is, you know, kind of the world that we're in now. Uh, so yeah, I think that we have less leverage in that situation. Let's say that our pick doesn't convey. We get, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we get a top three pick, right? 45% chance of this happening. We draft somebody, Jalen Suggs. Everybody's really excited. Do we have more leverage? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's where I disagree. I still don't think we do. Because now the Warriors control our unprotected pick the following season. Sure, but our unprotected pick is way less likely to be uh, as good as the pick that we cough up this year. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, it's, it's way, it's unlikely that we're going to be, uh, we're going to give up a top three pick in the draft, like the following season. Right. Yes. Which, which I guess is my point, right? If you retain the pick this year, then you, uh, can either, you can, you can either trade towns and get the other pick back next year and control your fate. And then you tank and you're not worried about it and you get your haul or, you can decide to go the opposite direction. You trade the pick you have now for more action. You can't to... trade. Uh, I guess you could on draft night. Right, right. Yeah. You trade the pick you have now uh, on draft night to make your team better and make the t- uh, pick you cough up next year. Okay, Th- I, I see where we disagree because this is this is like a huge disconnect for me. I don't think you can make this team better to the point where it matters, and that's why I was saying that Towns leaving in five years is this discussion. Okay. Like, like if if you have this, if you have a top three pick next year, and let's say we traded for John Collins or something, right? Like, the D'Lo, John Collins, Carl Towns team is still not going anywhere in the next yeah, four no. seasons. That's uh, in the next four seasons, sure. That uh, this is like more like, okay, you you are good enough to not have that pick be a top four, like a, the fourth or fifth pick. Yeah, may, maybe and, we and keep you... a three, a top three pick this year, and we give up a top 10 pick next year right yep then next year when it looks like you're still like you're not as bad as you were last year then you can trade russell for spare parts and maybe jalen suggs and carl anthony towns and anthony edwards or Cade cunningham or whatever is like a good enough start like a building block to move forward with because that, that's like when I was saying you could thread the needle. This is like the only path that I see where you retain towns and are also potentially good. It's where you get a really good point guard that like you can run through like, you know, you run, ha- have the D'Angelo Russell. The experiment sh- shows that like, yes, having Russell is better than not having Russell at, like and having nothing at point guard. But it's not good enough. So we can trade him now. See, Carl, this is the reason why. Like, the, this answers the political problem. Man, political uh, problem answered. I, I'm just. I, I get what you're saying. Like, like. Do you? So let's say we don't keep our pick. Like, do you believe that that's a likely outcome? Of no, not, that's yeah, none of the likely outcome. And that's that's the point that I'm making. This is the reason that I'm saying in either scenario, it feels to me like we have way less sure, leverage. I I get what you're saying. My my point is like this is the only option that like the staff probably feels like it has because if you trade Carl Anthony Towns now 
and, and also probably that Timberwolves fans have. If you're from, if you like, want to have some stake in the Timberwolves remaining in Minnesota, because like, if you trade Towns, not only is that the end of this run, probably for not just for this team, but also probably for this uh, management staff, and also probably the team moves to Seattle or Las Vegas in when they sell the team. That's probably the end of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hold on, and, why? No, I, I don't think that follows at all. Why would a know? why would no? Why would an owner want to buy a team without Carl Towns on it more than he'd want to buy a team with Carl Towns on it? Uh, I'm not because like well, like when Glenn Taylor sells the team, it's going to be worth more if no, no, Carl no, Towns no, I'm, is on sure. it. Sure, what I'm saying is like, uh, they're more likely to move the team. Why? We have Carl Towns now, and we're the worst team in the NBA. Uh, because once the project is over, uh, Taylor is probably more likely to just like I, I, I don't I don't know. This is just like the way that it's worked in my head. I Man, guess. Ta- I, I don't think Towns has anything to do with the capacity of the Timberwolves to stay in Minnesota. And if anything, Towns being on the team makes the sale like, more likely to me. Who's going to want to buy the Timberwolves without Carl Towns? <laughs> oh, I I mean, everybody wants to buy a team right now, right? Uh, so, yes. What what I'm suggesting, though, is, like, there's there's a disconnect in your... In your... Well, I guess... Uh, so narrative here. Let me, here. Let me, let me get, it, uh, get it right, then. Yeah. The market in Minnesota is very bad and it's be- the one of the main reasons why it's very bad is because the wolves have been awful forever and nobody goes to watch their games or yep. cares what they do. Yeah, for for those of you who are not Minnesota sports fans for like six straight seasons, you could get paid to go watch the Timberwolves. Uh which was a actually a pretty sweet deal back in the day. If the Wolves become good, then there is less incentive to move the team. If there is renewed interest in the team in Minnesota. What's good mean to you? A playoff team. Maybe somewhat better than a playoff team. Like, I uh, think Trailblazers light. Man. I think that's all you really need for the potential to keep your team. Is like a decent run of playoff berths where you get to the second round. Yep, if the Wolves had a decent run of playoff bursts where they made it to the second round, I think there'd be hope, yes. And I think that there's absolutely a path to that. Wow. You gotta thread the needle. Who do the Wolves beat in the first round to make it to the second round? How do the Wolves become a top four team in the NBA? Or in the Western Conference? Like, I I just, this is, this is fantasy in my opinion. Well... It's the fantasy that I have to cling to because <laughs> I'm a Wolves fan and I don't want to lose my basketball team. So Kevin Garnett, I'm, I'm, Kevin Garnett's going to buy it, dude. It's going to be good. They just bought yeah. a new stadium. Yeah, they didn't buy a new. Oh stadium. no, they they remodeled they the stadium. One. Yeah, yeah. And it would cost less than ten million dollars to break the lease and move somewhere else. Yeah, like, yeah. The Wolves have to thread this needle. That, that's that's kind of like the the place I'm operating from is if you want the wolf if you care about the wolves remaining in Minnesota, which I do, then you this need this project needs to work, and like you probably have Carl Anthony Towns contract to get make it work. 
So I don't want to trade towns because that probably means the death of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. I yeah. I I, I do not share that line of reasoning at all. I don't think right. I don't think towns has any any effect on whether or not the team gets moved by the NBA. I think he has uh, an inverse effect on incentivizing somebody from a different city paying to move the team there. It's much easier to justify moving the Timberwolves to your new city if Carl Towns is on the team. Because uh, theoretically that means like a greater ticket draw. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, my and, and my goal is not to think about this from the perspective of like, I'm a Timberwolves fan and I'm afraid that the team's going to get moved. My goal is to think about this from the perspective of how does this front office uh, prevent the inevitability of its only franchise player leaving and the answer is like i I don't i I don't think it's possible and if it's not possible we have to trade him and it's basically that straightforward i think that the longer we keep him on the team the more toxic he becomes and so we should maximize that now uh in part because we don't control our pick for the next two seasons. So our flexibility is diminished. And 45% of the time, we certainly lose leverage. 55% of the time, I think we probably lose leverage. So if like, if I'm going to be generous, 25% of the time, we gain leverage by waiting until the offseason. Which so is like a bad leverage, gamble. Leverage can mean a lot of different things, right? Sure. I don't. I don't know that the leverage you lose is is like enough to like you're going to dramatically decrease the amount of things you can get for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, it's plausible that that's correct. That was uh, that was a wolves talk. We got deep there. Uh, the wolves on we. All right. So uh, I had two teams in the D plus tier. I gave Clippers and Cavs D pluses. Uh, the Cavs, I gave a D plus because despite the fact that their trade was good, they couldn't get anything for DeAndre Drummond and just cut him, which is, uh, uh, I mean, makes me look stupid. Yeah, that's a fair grade. Uh, and then the Clippers got Rajon Rondo, which, uh, we've already talked about, uh, in the C minus tier. Oh, sorry. What do you think, do you think Drummond's going to get next year? I don't know. My my capacity to like correctly identify Andre Drummond's value is apparently so wrong that I I probably should never talk about his fair value again. What about how about you, Phil? What do you think Drummond gets next year? Uh, like two years, forty something like that. Like twenty over two. That seems high. Or, or twenty million a year for two years. I bet he signs a one-year deal for the mid-level exception. Oh, wow! That'd be a fucking steal uh, if that is what indeed ends up happening. Uh, all right, a C minus tier. I had the Suns, the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Hornets. Um, a few of these teams, like the Suns, I just I think the Suns are really close. I would have loved to have seen them go after somebody like Norman Powell. Um, it's a shame that TJ Warren isn't coming back. I really liked my TJ Warren to the Suns idea. I thought that was going to be fun. What did, what did Randall get that one year where the Knicks signed him? 
Julius uh, Randle? Or, or was it was it the Pelicans t- that got the 20, where he did like 20 and 20 with the team option? That's what he's on now. He's in the second year of a three-year 60 with the last year being a team option. That's a that's a good-looking contract. Which is kind of what I think Drummond will get something like that, I think. but Yeah, that wouldn't... That wouldn't... I was wrong. I, that, that, that does not seem too high. That seems like definitely plausible. But with a little more team control. So he's, I, I don't think he's going to get like a full four year. Yeah. Four year something like a one and one. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me from the Pistons. <laughs> Let's go. The Mavericks. Maybe I think the Mavericks would probably be interested in him. How much cap space or how much, uh, yeah. Cap space do they have in next year's free agency? Well, they made they made a lot of room because they wanted Giannis, and then Giannis resigned. So I think that's what motivated the Josh Richardson trade. Is Reddick's deal over this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe they can afford to pay him that. Uh, I had four teams in the C tier: so Pacers, Thunder, Wizards, and Raptors. The Wizards are a team I feel about a lot, like the Wolves, where like. This strategy of kind of sitting tight is just not working for them. I think they should have tried to do something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Westbrook has three more seasons on that contract, which is uh, rough. Pretty rough. But Chris Paul had the worst contract that Tillman Fertitta had ever seen. Poor Rockets fans. Uh, Pelicans, I gave a C plus because <clears throat> uh, they didn't trade Lonzo, and I like Lonzo on that team. I think it was wise not to, though. Uh, I think they should probably try to be getting rid of Stephen Adams as soon as possible. I think we're all on that uh, that, that on train. that boat. Get get uh, get Stephen Adams. It's going to be tough that. with that extension, but. I don't think they're. I don't think they can trade him this season because of the extension. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he uh, his trade eligibility is in like two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Rough. Oh, dude. Tell, tell you, man. They got a. They trade. They trade for Miles Turner somehow. They got a fat stack of picks too, and then scary Terry for Lonzo Ball. Reunite the ball. Or reunite the ball, brothers. We'll have the ball backcourt. Two balls in the backcourt. Yep. Be- the balls will drop. Yep, flying testicles. Uh, so, dude, I'm I'm not the biggest Brandon Ingram believer in the in the world. Do you think they could get something for Bi? I think they could get something for Bi. I just don't think sure, they're going to yeah. trade him. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could be right. Uh, B minus grade. Here's where I had uh, Mavs, Bucks, Celtics, Bulls, and Kings. Uh. I wanted to give the Celtics a better grade because of the Fournier steal, but the Tice thing just drove me nuts. You put the Bucks in that tier? I wouldn't give them that high a grade. But what what uh, what would you have given them? I mean, not not that. Maybe like a C plus, B minus. I don't. I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm hopeful that Tucker like has gas left in the tank. So you had the Pacers in the C tier. I did. What would you have preferred they do? Uh, C is like, they did fine. Nothing is, you know, like... C was basically where I started, and then I adjusted from there. So I didn't have, like, a thing that I thought the Pacers needed to do. 
I think they probably should have uh, tried to drum up some interest for Brogdon or Turner. Um, but I, I don't blame them for not doing it because, again, like they haven't they haven't seen Levert play, and they've been pretty good with this team already. Yeah, Warren, Warren being out for the season is just such a such a drain. Just such for a bummer. Sure. Uh, B tier. Uh, I put the Nets here because they signed LMA. Uh, and then I had the Jazz here as well. Uh, like getting Matt Thomas is nice. But it does feel like the Jazz maybe should have gone after Aaron Gordon. Like they they too lack wing defense. Could really have used somebody who could play a little bit of wing defense. Sure. I'm also just like a jazz hater, I guess. I just don't believe in them. But they're the best team in basketball, man. Yeah, I know. And yet. Uh B plus tier. Man, maybe maybe I'm just my Grizzlies bias is shining through. I see that I have the Grizzlies here, and I put them in B plus because they didn't do anything. <laughs> that that might have been too high. Uh, I have Grizzlies, Nuggets, and Pistons. Not true. They didn't do they they uh they cut Gorgie Jang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't trade Valanciunas. Yeah, which uh. Maybe was a knock. I I was really happy um, that they're just kind of willing to wait and see because I like Jaron Jackson is interesting. Man, you you really like bad rebounding. I don't get it. Andre Drummond's like my favorite player, man. I know, but you also like Jaron Jackson. Yeah, yeah. It was like Justin Jaden. No, stop. Just gave up, JJJ. Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't know. Do you do you dislike Jaron Jackson Jr.? Well, you know how much I hate bad defensive rebounding. <laughs> uh, you hate it way more than you hate bad three-point shooting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, A-minus tier, I had Knicks, Magic, and Heat. Uh, the Knicks, I thought, did really well. Uh, they gave up basically nothing and they got assets back, which is like uh, pretty sweet. They got two first round picks for Austin or two second round picks for Austin Rivers. Like, yeah, that's not bad. That's insane. Um, I mean, they're Sixers picks, but picks nonetheless. They're yeah. I mean, the Magic got two second round picks for Evan Fournier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a, a nice move. Uh, here's where I had the magic as well. Um, I, I really wanted to put him higher, but the Fournier trade was just a shame. But the Gordon and Vooch trades I thought were like perfect. Really, really well executed for the magic. Uh, and then here's also where I had the Heat, who just... Maybe the Heat had like the individual best moves. The Oladipo thing is, I mean, that could just look so insane in a year. Yeah, if he resigns and returns to form. I mean, yeah, even if they, he's just like good in time for the playoffs this year. Oh my god. Yeah. Anytime and you they, can get something for nothing. 
looks good. Why did Houston even uh, like include the pick swap thing in there? Yeah, it's like, do you remember a couple of years ago when um, Colangelo went on the Sixers, <laughs> bragged about getting like a top twenty-five protected first-round pick or something for and... Nerlens Noel? Yeah, yeah. Reminds yes, I that. do remember that. That was good stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, so part of this, I think, is in corporate America, you can just get ahead by like being an overt grifter, and a lot of these guys just are like overt grifters but uh the notion that you would like demand a pick swap with the heat and also brooklyn as the two potential candidates it's just it's fucking embarrassing it's good stuff man dude i don't know that's uh that's really bad kelly olenic and avery bradley is it as bad as the comic sans ms letter from mr gilbert like as as embarrassing? Yeah, yeah. No. The Harden trade was. <laughs> is so uh, I called it the worst trade in NBA history. Am I wrong? Is it? I mean, it's one of the Harden trades, right? I think this one's worse. Like at least you got Steven Adams yeah. in the last one. I guess we don't know who they'll draft yet. Yeah, Kmart was also productive for them for a season. For a season. For one season, and it yeah, came to the Wolves. More bites at the apple this time. Um... But Harden also wasn't already like an MVP yeah. caliber player. Yeah. No That's one true. That he was this good, though everybody knew he was really good. Uh, so that's true. But he played awfully in the NBA Finals. He was basically unplayable in that series against the Heat. Every time he was on the floor, they just attacked him, and he couldn't get anything going. So I, while I agree that everybody knew he was good, like, not even Daryl Morey could have predicted that he'd become an MVP. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even at the time, I think all of the internet, and like you and I... We're just like, what the hell? Why didn't we go get him? No, no, That's all no. it took. I that you were like that, but that was that was uh, the very first year that I paid attention to basketball. So, oh, really? That, that, that's not the that's not quite or like not the, the very first year since the KG days of yeah, yeah, of your of yesteryear. Um, oh, the good old days. Because because he got traded right before that that first fantasy basketball year, where it was like, oh man. The the Houston Rockets traded for James Harden. He's going to be a famous fantasy juggernaut this year, and yeah. the person who drafted him drafted him in like the fourth round. So, wow. Oh, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I have a worse feeling in my stomach about this one just because I know that they could have had Ben Simmons. Just go get Ben Simmons. Yeah. My God. Uh, a tier. I had 76ers, Blazers, and your Los Angeles Lakers. Your? What is this, your business? They're your favorite team, right, Jerry? Stop that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they signed Andre Drummond for nothing. Yeah, very good. But maybe not as good as you think it is. 
Potentially. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> it turns out Andre Drummond might just be terrible. Uh, I just think back to last year's playoffs and the role that McGee and Howard filled for this team. And it's like... You could have those guys or Andre Drummond. Seems pretty clearly like an upgrade to me. Sort of. I, I mean, like, definitely is an upgrade, but like their best lineup is still going to be when they have AD at center. Yeah, it depends on the matchup. Yeah. yeah. Against Jokic and McGee, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,. And then finally, uh, the team that I got uh, as an A-plus, the only A-plus, the team that won the trade deadline in in my stupid estimation, the Atlanta Hawks. The reasons being, they got two second-round picks for Rajon Rondo, somehow, and they didn't trade John Collins. Yep. Yeah, pretty good. They chose not to trade John Collins when everyone thought they were going to. And do we really think Lou Williams is retiring? I, I, I I'd never heard. I'd never heard that he said that before. So, asking seriously. Yeah, he a couple weeks ago somebody uh, Instagrammed him uh, on a post and said, "Bro, you're getting traded." And he said, "Look, man, I'm at my last stop. I'm going to end my career as a Clipper." If I go anywhere else, I'm done. Hmm. Well, we'll see if let's see if it's true, dude. I uh, can you imagine if it's not, <laughs> and they just get a better player and two picks? Oh, he's only a better player in the regular season. Playoff yeah. Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Do you believe in the legend of playoff Rondo? I. I'm a playoff Rondo legend skeptic. Okay. Phil, are you a playoff Rondo believer? Um, Rondo from, you know, the 08 09 season, maybe, but not. <laughs> damn. Who did I damn with faint praise, Jerry? Uh, earlier in the episode? Aaron Gordon? Gordon. That is some uh, damning with faint praise. Ron- yeah, I mean, I think he's like he's he's the kind of guy that can help a locker room, but I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not seeing him as the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. What a weird timeline we live in now that Rajon Rondo is a locker right, room. Yeah, let's <laughs> not forget that he used a homophobic slur against a ref. What a career that guy's had. Yeah, Rondo's been all over the place, dude. Uh, Bipolar personality disorder is my diagnosis uh, with never having spoken to this guy, not being a psychologist, and having once Wikipedia bipolar personality disorder. It's kind of crazy that he got away with that, and he's still in the league and respected, but... Especially with all this Myers Leonard stuff going, yeah. On. Myers Leonard is not an NBA basketball player anymore, right? Hasn't been picked up since no, he got not cut. For now, yeah, yeah, pretty wild, dude. Um, but especially it's against a ref too in a game. In a game, yeah, yeah. To be fair to Rondo, though, that was heat of the moment. Myers Leonard like wound up. 
He really went searching for the right word. Considered. Yeah. Sure, what? But it's almost it's almost worse with Rondo because it was like in the workplace. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and to someone who was to a colleague. Gay. Yeah. yeah. Whereas. I'm not. You know, I'm not excusing I'm not defend- it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not defending Myers Leonard, but it was in his free time on a on Xbox or whatever the yeah. fuck he was playing. So yeah. Um, not an excuse, but Rondo did kind of get away with murder there somehow. Well, it was before for cancel culture. Yeah, I mean Kobe called. Yeah. Kobe used slurs against people, right? Back in the day. I thought that was a thing. When Shaq mm-hmm. called the Kings the Sacramento Queens, and that was funny, but in retrospect, that was kind of weird. Jerry, do you remember watching um, Collins play after uh, he came out? Col- Collins? Jason Collins. Jason Collins. Yeah. Uh, we we no. drove we drove to a, I think it was a Buffalo Wild Wings to watch him play after he came out. Mm. Uh, didn't he only play like ten minutes? He did. And didn't score any points or That's, get any rebounds. Yeah, yeah, he did not play well. Yeah, we're like, man, I mean, you're really yeah. not representing the community well, Chase. <laughs> God damn, dude. No, just joking. Uh, no, fucking fucking brave. Good good job, especially in you know as toxic of a of a social environment as a professional sports team. Uh, yeah, nothing but nothing but respect. Nothing but love. Uh, all right, Jerry Bear, any last words for uh, those who have stuck, out, stuck around for two hours and 49 minutes? That is a long time. No. Uh, Phil, anything uh, to say to the folks who have uh, hung out with us? Uh, it was a hell of a deadline. And looking forward to uh, the next trade season. It should be fun. Is Was this the most trades ever? Did I read that at a trade deadline? I don't know if it's the most trades, but I think I read it was the most players traded. Oh, interesting. That's okay. That's yeah. a that's a distinction. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so most players traded at a deadline. There was that one year where everybody swapped point guards. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the Timberwolves had drafted three of the point guards. Jeff Teague went to the Pacers. Brandon Knight went to the uh, the Suns. Suns. The, yeah. Isaiah Thomas went to Boston. Lawson went to the Rockets. Yeah, it was everybody traded point guards all, yeah. all at the same time. Bledsoe often got traded too, each, right? Often for one another. Yeah, I think. Point guard's a weird position, uh, and has been for like a decade, uh, but that's a topic for another time. All right, folks, thanks so much for listening. Uh, have a good night, and uh, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, I'm very sorry.
Listen, listen carefully. 